It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good morning and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as our European teams get back to league business. First up, it's Celtic looking to go top with a win at St Johnston. Rangers would then have the chance to hit back when Ross County come to Ibrooks. There was drama aplenty on Friday with big wins for Hibs, Aberdeen and Livingston. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, Gordon DL, Roger Hanna and Hugh Kevens. Listen to these numbers. It's 951 minutes since St Johnston last scored a goal against Celtic. That's ten and a half games plus six minutes added on last season Celtic had seven games after European ties and won all seven in the league today they're going for their eighth win in a row since losing that Champions League qualifying playoff to Ferenc Barros meanwhile St Johnson have scored four goals in 13 and a half hours of football this season do they have a chance today in your dreams He's done enough homework For the rest of you You mm. two can go up the road he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's got it all under control Quickly Roger and Gordon A big afternoon of Premiership action ahead Yeah big afternoon Last weekend The old firm got through With ease Rangers scoring five At Motherwell Celtic Putting three past tabs You would expect Something similar today St Johnson and Ross County Desperately out of form You can't see them doing anything So that means There's going to be a shock there there's absolutely no chance of going to be a shock. I think it'll be a routine Sunday afternoon for both teams, Gordon, and it'll just be a case of how many goals they both score. Some very interesting team news from McDermott Park. Let's go there and speak to Alison Conroy and Jim Duffy. Good morning from Perth. Yeah, for Celtic, it's a first start for David Turnbull. Three changes from that win in Sarajevo. Scott Brown drops to the bench this afternoon. Ryan Christie and Nir Beaton also out. Neil Lennon saying, you know, a quick turnaround. He wants to rest some players as well. It's two changes for St. Johnson today as well. So I'll start with the Celtic team. It will be Vasilius Barkas in goal. A back four of Hatem Alhamed, Shane Duffy, Chris Iyer and Greg Taylor. In the midfield, Jeremy Frimpong, Callum McGregor, David Turnbull and Mohamed Ely. Anusi with Olivia Cham playing just in behind Odson Edward. On the bench for Celtic, Bain, Julian, Brown, Griffiths, Klamala, Sorrow, Christie, Rogic and Welsh. For St Johnson this afternoon, Xander Clark in goal, a back five of Danny McNamara, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon, Jamie McCart and Scott Tanzer. In the midfield, David Wotherspoon, Ali McCann and Murray Davidson with Craig Conway in behind the lone striker of Stevie May. On the bench for Saints this afternoon, Parrish, Rooney, Booth, Craig, Bryson, O'Halloran, Aloof, Henry and Robertson. Your ref- at McDermott Park is Nick Walsh. Jim Duffy, we'll start with the Celtic team. That big first start for David Turnbull and Scott Brown dropping to the bench for this one. Yeah, I mean, we heard Scott Brown's interview a week or so ago and he was saying that, uh, you know, that might be this kind of season where, you know, if the manager makes a decision, then he, he will totally respect it and totally understands that uh, the competition is fierce and that, uh, you know, he's not absolutely uh, guaranteed um, a starting berth all the time, but you know, listen, he'll still play a major part and a major role uh, in this season. But good to see David Turnbull getting a start. Obviously, I was at the Hibs game last week, come on at half time, uh, and he slotted in uh, seamlessly. Uh, a terrific player, and he'll be obviously looking to impress today. I mean, Celtic look, uh, you know, just in terms, Alison, of, of the, the shape, watching them uh, in the warm up, they lined up as a back four. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that will be the case when the game starts, we'll have to wait and see. But that's certainly the, the shape they, they, they worked on with the, with the coach. 
coach, um, you know, just working on that. Uh, and then that, that would, I would imagine, then Frimpong would go into a, a wide right area. I know some Celtic fans have thought that that might be his best position, so be interesting to see him today. As far as um, St Johnston are concerned, they look as if they're going to play three to back, obviously try and make it as difficult as they possibly can. I'm sure at times it'll be a 5 4 1, but, um, you know, as you said, you know, they can't score goals. <laughs> they certainly can't score goals against Celtic, but they've been struggling all season. They've been playing some decent football, but uh, they've got to put the ball in the back of the net to have any chance. And Celtic, I think, now have three clean sheets after a little yeah. bit of a sticky start in terms of defensively. So they look as if uh, they're much more secure at the back now. Neil Lennon's made a lot of the, the run after going out of the Champions League. He says they want to go into the, the international break with those eight straight wins after that defeat to Ferns Varos. What can St Johnson do this afternoon? St Johnson have had a bit of a sticky start to the season and also when we look at previous Celtic results here, they enjoy coming to McDermott yeah. Park. I really don't think there's anything that St Johnson can do to, st to stop Celtic um, winning this match today. It's all down to Celtic, really. If Celtic are anywhere near the top form, then you know they'll win the game and they'll win the game um, comprehensively. But uh, St Johnson have just got to make it as difficult as they possibly can, try and stay in the game for as long as they can. Listen, it's an absolutely perfect day for football here. There's hardly a breath of wind. There's been a lot of rain, but the pitch is superb. You know, it's slick. And unfortunately for St Johnson, I think that will suit Celtic. You know, it might be better if, if it was windy, rainy, you know, a bit a bit messy, the pitch. But uh, it's not the case. So, um, you know, no, I, I can't see another than a Celtic victory. But uh, I think from Callum Davison's point of view, he'll be looking at the character of his players. Don't fold. If you lose an early goal, stick together. You know, make sure you work hard. Get, get something from the game, even, you know, some sort of positivity from the game looking forward. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough afternoon for St. Johnson. Ten minutes till kick-off here in Perth. Those three changes for Celtic. A first start for David Turnbull and a place on the bench for Scott Brown for this one. We'll go into the game with confidence, you know, off the back of a great run of wins. But it's an important game, you know, so all our focus back on to league duties. But we can go into the game with, you know, not being overconfident by any means, but, you know, believing a lot more in ourselves than... We have done in the past few weeks because we're starting to play really, really well. There was always going to be a lull after, you know, the length of time that Tommy Wright was there. He did a, you know, a, a fantastic job. Callum, you know, his committee needs to needs time to put his own stamp on things, and I think they're just in a transition period. However, we all know that teams will raise their game to play against us, and um, we're away from home, so. We must try and win the game and keep this run going. It's very important for us. Hugh Keevens, we are inundated with calls and tweets to this show along the lines of, we like Scott Brown, we appreciate what he's done, he will play a big part this season, yeah. but he doesn't need to play every game. Is that what we're seeing in action this afternoon? Yeah, most certainly. He's 13 <clears throat> appearances off playing for Celtic 600 times, Scott Brown. He's a legend at the club and will go down, I believe, as the best captain Celtic have had since Billy McNeil. And I don't use that Description lightly But He doesn't need to play Every week And he can have a two week break now Before the game against Rangers Which is the most important match of the season so far Without exception And David Turnbull Why do you pay £3 million plus for a player And not play him He is more than up to the job Of running this game today for Celtic yeah, That would be the headline Roger um, to, to speak in newspaper terms To you David Turnbull getting his first 
at Celtic start after an impressive second half performance last week yeah created that goal for Mohamed El Yunusi a lovely pass through and that's the sort of thing Neil Lennon will be looking for him to do um, as Jim Duffy said you can expect St Johnson to funnel back into a 5-4-1 um, they will sit very deep and it might need the creativity of a Turnbull or an Encham just to open up that defence and get Celtic moving this afternoon yeah, it just shows you the strength that Celtic have got, Gordon. Brown is a fantastic player and a big player, and he will be. There's no doubt. I do agree with the boys that he doesn't have to play every game because of the squad that they've got. You know, you look at that midfield, you look at Turnbull being in there. I was listening to Jim talking about formations. That'd be really interesting if he did go to a back four. Wouldn't surprise me because it gives him good width in the, the wide areas. Uh, but if you look at their bench, even Tom Rogic, who I think is a fantastic footballer, he's not been seen. You've got Griffiths there that scored over 100 goals for Celtic. You've got Brown, nearly 600 up here. You know, the strength that they've got in their squad is incredible. That is still a team too good. If they play at the top of their game, this could be a long afternoon for St. See, Dawson. this is the benefit of having an eyewitness at the ground, Jim Duffy. On paper, when you see that team come out I think everyone assumes that's a back three It looks like that all day long With Frimpong and Taylor as wing-backs And the, the three central defenders You mentioned something about the warm-up We all, we often see teams kind of working a, as a back four and you know Whether it be headers or whatever is, is that what you mean they've been lining up as a four? Yeah yeah, they lined up as a four with the coach, and, and obviously, you know, you, the guys don't know. You, you know, you throw the ball up to the one centre half, the other, the other three guys drop off, and and in the shape. Whereas if if you looked at the other side of the pitch, St Johnson were doing the same, but we're doing it with the back three. So you know, Celtic done it with a back four with El Hamad at uh, right back, and uh, you know, Duffy, Ir, and and Taylor. So listen, it doesn't guarantee it. We'll have to wait and see when the game starts. And I suppose even during the game. Uh, Neil Lennon might think, well, listen, I'll just go to a three, and it'd be easy enough to do. Of course, uh, we, you know, when, when he's done that, but that that's what it looked like, um, you know, to, to to me in the warm up. Uh, as far as you know, Celtic are concerned. Listen, the first thing I have to say is, obviously, not been on the program since the the, the you know the the European exploits. I think Celtic and Rangers deserve enormous credit um, for for getting into the group stages. For Scottish football to have two teams in the group stages, I think should not be underestimated. I mean, you know, we we are not by any stretch of imagination anywhere near some of the richest leagues in in, in Europe. So yeah, I think I think you know we we, we down our league a little bit, and we down our teams, and I think that uh, for both of them to 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 win these games. Uh, was was fantastic for, for the game here and fantastic for the profile and they're both g- great groups I mean very tough groups but great great groups to, to be involved in so well done to the two of them and, and obviously they'll both be looking to continue that form and listen, they can't get into these games with any more confidence than they're currently playing both teams are playing at the top of their game uh, and should, should have too much for the opposition today if it is to be that way then With Jeremy Frimpong playing higher up the field Again that's something we hear calls for regularly Because the assumption is He's very good on the ball He's very good at, at dribbling past players And getting into the box And, and in fact he's, he's been a key player for Celtic In the last couple of weeks We do then sometimes get the counter argument Which says yeah but it's different Picking up the ball higher up the pitch And you can't come from deep And all the rest of it So it'll be interesting to see how he does And if he can continue Being as important to Celtic As he has been in recent weeks yeah, I mean, he's been exceptional. He's a joy to watch. He's one of these boys you want to win the ball all the time because he's so positive, so direct. 
last week against Hibs, he was absolutely immense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you do pick the ball because the opposition players last week in terms of Hibs matching up, uh, Doig didn't know where to come forward or sit and protect his, 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 you know, his defenders. And, and as a result, every time uh, Frimpong got the ball, he was running at him with all the space in behind him and, and, and uh, you know, under no pressure. Whereas if, if he's a bit higher up the pitch, perhaps um, you know the defenders can get a little bit closer to him. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And also when the ball's on the other side of the pitch, as a midfield player, you've got to narrow in a little bit and, 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 and maybe create space for the fullback. So that'll be something new for him. So, yeah, I mean, if if he does play that, it'll be interesting to see if he sticks out you know, like the old, the old uh, fashion wingers of uh, get, getting the chalk on the boots, or whether he's actually got that freedom to go and express himself. And I just think he's such a terrific footballer that uh, if he does, it doesn't matter where he gets the ball, he'll always be positive and he'll always light up the game. The obvious incentive, Jim, is that Celtic go top of the league if they win the game. Now, of course, Rangers can can then bounce back almost immediately if they beat Ross County at Ibrox. But is that the type of incentive that Neil Lennon would look to? To, to reference these players this afternoon, I, I don't really know at this stage. Uh, you know whether that's of great relevance because you would tend to think that uh, with with the form they're currently showing, I know that can change, of course, over the over the coming months. But uh, you know, with the, with the squads so strong, uh, Stephen Gerrard said that he's still looking to possibly bring in one or two before. Um, the window Celtic, I think, are still trying to bring in a left-sided defender, and um, so they're still going to even maybe even be stronger over the coming months. Uh, and and it, it'll be like that, you know, one will play before the other. Um, as you mentioned there, the, the the next game obviously against each other um, might might determine a little bit of breathing space for one or the other. But uh, no, I, I don't think it'll be hugely. I mean, there's always a wee bit, of, you know, there's always a wee bit of it, you know, just to put the 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 ball back in Rangers court. Uh, and playing playing a couple of hours before it, but I think that's it. That'll be the case, um, you know, o- over the coming months. But today, Celtic, I think, are strong favourites, rightfully so. And uh, St Johnson, as I said, you know, they, they they just have to try and make it as 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 compact as they possibly can uh, against uh, Celtic today, and be as competitive as they possibly can. A little bit like Hibs done against Rangers a couple of weeks ago. I'm not saying that the you know you've got to be careful. You've got to keep 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 11 players on the pitch, but they've, they've, they, kept, they certainly can't stand off Celtic and admire them. Uh, there's always a lot of fascination about Odson Edward Jim because he's well he's Odson Edward. He was left out of the team last week due to a dip in form, according to Neil Lennon. Had to come on. Uh, maybe had a fairly quiet game midweek, but gets that important goal. And then back today, how keen will Neil Lennon and all the Celtic fans be to, to get him properly firing again as we move towards that Rangers game? Yeah, and I think a lot of Celtic players, they like playing St Johnson and they like playing him here. You know, so there, tends to, there tends to be a few goals in it for them. So he'll be he'll definitely know that himself. He'll be thinking, listen, I can, there's a chance for me. There'll, there'll definitely be chances for him. I liked the goal the other night there just because it's, it's, it's not as common an Edward goal as you normally get, that kind of... You know, just just falling in, uh, sniffing about, instinctive striker. Um, so it, it's good to get those type of goals, and that adds to his repertoire and adds to his goal tally. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's anywhere near the player he has been uh, over the last season or, or, or so, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's he's, he's an exceptional player. He's a, again, he's another player that uh, means so much to Celtic and how they play. Alison, have we got time for a quick recap of the teams? Mm-hmm. 
We do indeed. The players are out on the pitch for St Johnson. Sandra Clark in goal. Back five with Danny McNamara, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon, Jamie McCart and Scott Tanzer. Midfield three of David Wotherspoon, Ali McCann and Murray Davidson. Craig Conway behind the lone striker of Stevie May. For Celtic, Vasilius Barkas in goal. El Hamed, Duffy, Ayer and Taylor at the back. The midfield four of Frimpong, McGregor, Turnbull and Elian Nussi. Olivine Cham in behind the lone striker of Odson Edward. Your referee today at McDermott Park is Nick Walsh. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It is the most astonishing of ends to this match. Who? In their wildest dreams Would have imagined that Celtic would have two goals From Lee Griffiths and Patrick Pomala After a miserable performance in Perth Is that five t- starting to look t- good t- now t- boys? Time yet for my three you know? Roger's yeah. the closest Is he? Rog- well Roger said 3-0 I've got to say take a bow young man uh, What a goal Because that was easy just to stay down Full time at McDermott Park It was quite the finish Let's get the story of the full game though With Alison Conroy and Jim Duffy Full time in Perth, St Johnson nil, Celtic to the substitutes, the heroes for Celtic. Lee Griffiths with a goal after seven months out and Patrick Clamalla with an with the second, but as both score very late on to secure the win for the Scottish champions to move top of the table. They did have a penalty claim early on, denied Liam Gordon hauling at Shane Duffy's shirt before Duffy's header from David Turnbull's corner was easily saved. At the other end, David Wotherspoon's effort was eventually cleared by the Celtic defence as St Johnson looked well organised throughout the game. Callum McGregor then fired wide after a lovely spell of play from Celtic. Then just before the break, David Wotherspoon took aim from Vic- 30 yards out and it went over the bar into the second half and Celtic created very little for the bulk of the game it was St Johnson who had a shot early on the 48th minute Craig Conway a brilliant chance but he fired off the post with his Celtic keeper already beaten Patrick Lamala came off the bench and shot a goal a shot across the goal before Shane Duffy headed over from the corner then just as it looked as if Celtic wouldn't be able to break the deadlock Lee Griffiths off the bench first appearance in seven months 90th minute and he fired he's headed sorry into the bottom corner to give Celtic the lead then Patrick Clamalla into injury time at the end of a hard tackle jumped up and fired high into the net to make it 2-0 Celtic full time in person Johnson 0 Celtic 2 Jim Duffy Celtic with the win left it late did you see it coming no not really but uh, the thing is about Celtic is their squad strength you know they can change things round they've got natural goal scorers and obviously Lee Griffiths is is the perfect example of it that uh, if you give him a sniff at goal then he's liable to take it and I think it was just a lapse of concentration listen it was good play from Christopher Iyer he he can a wee bit of calmness in the wide area he could have thrown in an early cross he didn't he, he, he laid the ball to El Hamad who I actually thought was really poor the whole mm. game and the one time he needed to deliver he did <laughs> the one uh, you know the, the, the one second that he had to fully concentrate and get in that ball in the right area he kept that concentration level and Lee Griffiths does what he does right between the sticks textbook header low down into the corner giving the goalkeeper no chance and that was the three points wrapped up really the, the, the Kamala goal was icing on the cake again St George is taking a wee bit of a gamble. Shane Duff intercepts it, plays it. Really good refereeing by Nick Walsh because it was a he could have uh, blown up for a f- uh, free kick, but he played advantage in Clamalla stuck it in. So listen, you can say what you like. It wasn't a good performance. It wasn't their best performance by any stretch of imagination. But it's another clean sheet. It's another three points. The manager took Edward off. The two guys he brought on scored. 
you know, you, you, you know, some sometimes you know you have to you have to give credit, but listen, St Johnson will be absolutely gutted. I thought tactically they were superb today. I thought the energy, the effort their players put in was immense and deserved something from the game. You don't always get what you deserve. I mean, th- this is a difficulty for Callum Davison because. You know, you have to get that type of performance replicated against different opposition. The opposition in your bracket, for want of a better phrase. But Celtic will be absolutely thrilled to get three points. Lee Griffiths returns after seven months out to make his mark as Celtic leave it late to win in Perth. Full-time St Johnson nil, Celtic two. Hugh Evans, it's been quite a start to the day. Sensational. Uh, no one, I mean no one, could have seen that coming. Uh, and the two goal scorers, Lee Griffiths, first game for months and months. Klamala, all credit to him It's a sensational finish uh, Showing tremendous strength and bravery Uh, Celtic have had a terrible 90 minutes And a glorious time added on Roger, how many times have we seen this movie already this season? I imagine we will watch it again It's a below par performance, obviously But there's a saying in football That's why they're champions you grind things out You get late goals When you're not at your best Obviously some people say You can't keep doing that forever But until it runs out Then you can see why people Would, would remind you of that scene Well when the open line opens It will be a litmus test Of the opinion of the Celtic supporters Do they fall into the camp of That's why we're champions Or do they fall into the camp of That's not good enough It'll be interesting to see Because for 89 minutes and 45 seconds It was not good enough and they required Lee Griffiths and Patrick Clamana, two strikers who have rarely been seen for many, many months, to come off the bench, along with Christie, along with Rogic, along with Brown, to ensure they scraped the victory. Very hard in St Johnson. As I said to you, the manager's a genius if he takes off Edward and wins the match. Mm-hmm. The manager is a dunce if he takes off Edward and does not win the match. So I don't think there was any pretense at shape or anything else. It was... The bugles were blaring Get Scott Brown on Get Griffiths on Try and recreate the past And it worked And Neil Lennon I'm sure Will have an entirely Different assessment of the match Based on The time added on Than he would have done Had nothing happened In the time added on I think think Neil Lennon Takes the credit here today Because his players Certainly didn't live up To their reputations And if you're saying What is it Job done Yes it is Good enough No it's not no it's not, of course it's not If you're any Celtic fan And you're used to the football that Celtic play That ain't good enough But job done I think the, the credit goes to uh, Neil Lennon he, he, he knew that his players weren't up to it today He made big calls as Hugh said If I had to finish nil now, The Celtic fans would have been on destroying him He made big calls He brought Clamalla on Scored Griffiths on Scored that opening goal So All credit to Neil Lennon For me personally I thought he was a man today but he's got to be better for Celtic because they can't keep playing like that week in, week out. Uh, Jim Duffy, Lee Griffiths is a storyline in himself, whether it's good, bad or somewhere in the middle. The rise and fall and rise and fall that continues to go on is quite something. Yeah, the disappointing thing for Lee Griffiths when his career eventually finishes is that people will talk sometimes about the stuff that uh, you know is, is off the field or around him because as a goal scorer, He's absolutely magnificent. I mean, he picks up his... I mean, he had the one sort of scissor kick 
he had another one where he makes a run and, and if you're up in the stand here you see his movement a little you know coming short a yard going in as you, and then when you see him the ball going wide you see him he just he just says to me I'm just going to go in between defenders here I'm not going to go up against a six foot two defenders I'm, even though he's, he's got a good spring he just he just drifts into a little pockets where he thinks if that ball lands in there I've got a chance of scoring and it's it's instinctive it's intuitive it's just it's natural but he's done it all his career and uh, you know that's the, 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 the most frustrating thing I think for Neil Lennon will be that he's he's, he's, he's been unavailable for such a long time for a variety of reasons because he, he is such a phenomenal striker and a real goal scorer and with the you know the Edward situation we know there's something not quite clicking there I don't have a problem taking Edward off he's not playing well I mean and, and, you know at the end of the day you know you, you have to you have to judge his form the pivotal moment in the match was Craig Conway hitting the post to be honest with you I mean if, if he scores then with the, the way St Johnson were playing and the way Celtic were playing I think, you know, just might have given St. Johnson that just extra, um, you know, belief for Celtic. Might have rushed it a little bit. Who knows? But the fact that it was still 0-0 come to the 89th minute, then you know that Celtic will be just looking for that one chance. And obviously, uh, they got it. And then, as I said, they got the bonus with Clamalla. But, uh, you know, the, the squad strength, the five substitutes allowed, you know, is a big boost for Celtic. There's no doubt about that. You know, St. Johnson don't have that luxury of bringing on five players like Christie, Kamala, Rogic, Brown and Griffiths. I mean, what a substitution that five is. Absolutely. And it's job done, to coin Hugh Keevan's favourite phrase for Celtic. It finished St. Johnston nil, Celtic 2 in Perth. They left it late, but they get the three points on the board, and it means Celtic go top of the league. We've not said that in quite some time, and it's now over to Rangers. Let's see who Stephen Gerrard has picked to try and go back top this evening. Andrew McLean has the teams. Yeah, well, Rangers now know what they need to do. Stephen Gerrard said he wouldn't make wholesale changes, but he has made four for this one. Out go Alan McGregor, Philip Hellander, Stephen Davis and Yanis Hadji. In come John McLaughlin, Leon Balogun, Ryan Jack and Jordan Jones. So it'll be John McLaughlin starting in goal for Rangers. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara with Jordan Jones and Ryan Kent supporting Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes for Rangers, McGregor, Bassey, Edmondson, Patterson, Davis, Hadji, Barker and uh, Defoe as well. And just looking to see if the Ross County team is out. It is their starting 11. Ross Laidlaw, Callum Morris, Ross Draper, Michael Gardine, Alex Iacoviti, Regan Charles-Cook, Jordan Tilson, Harry Payton, Cole Donaldson, Ross Stewart and Josh Reid. The substitutes, Tremarco, Shaw, Mackay, O'Connor, Gravosti, Hilton, Watson, McKinnon and Doohan. So... That's that. Celtic have the points in the bag. Rangers now need to respond. That's your Rangers team. We will continue to look back on events in Perth and build up to the big game at Ibrooks after these. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic left it late, but they do go top of the table after three points in Perth. St Johnston nil, Celtic two. It looked like they would be dropping points on the road. It looked like it would be a miserable day. For Neil Lennon But then up popped his two substitutes and Lee Griffith Seven months out of action Headed the ball Into the bottom corner To put Celtic in front Then a lovely goal To round things off From Patrick Clamalla And now It is over to Rangers Andrew McLean gave us The Rangers team Just before the break Hugh Keevans A couple of changes Alan McGregor Back out the team And John McLaughlin back in I'd imagine though Stephen Gerrard's anticipating uh, That it'll be more about His attacking players Than his goalkeeper today you know, St Johnston, uh, big pardon, Ross County, uh, a miserable weekend last weekend, lost 3-0 at home to Aberdeen, Vigers, 
misses today's match because of suspension One of their better players uh, But they're playing very, very poorly uh, There'll be a deep sense of frustration at Ibrooks Because they must have felt that Celtic were going to drop two points And it was going to be a big day in the title race But Celtic have come good in the end and uh, Rangers will have to compensate for that by simply doing their own jobs properly. Um, Ross County at Ibrooks minus Vigers, but even the manager's in the stand because he's suspended from the touchline. Um, Rangers will take the frustration out in Ross County, I think. Yeah, I mean, Jim Duffy, I'm sure Rangers expected Celtic to win, so they would have had to do their job anyway. But with five minutes to go, I wonder if um, the... Optimism levels had risen a little bit And if maybe had got a little bit of hope That this could be an even better day uh, For them Yeah, with one minute to go In yeah. regular time You know, and, and yeah I, But this is the This is the, this is football This is this is the reason why we can't always call it You know, I mean all the guys in the studio Think it was going to be a comprehensive victory For, for Celtic, comfortable The run-up goals You know, St Johnson You know, have not been de- defending great All these sort of things And, and, and it's completely opposite you know, St Johnson, I thought, were magnificent right throughout the game, as I said, and it was really just a real lapse of concentration. That and Celtic's, you know, I mean, Celtic's ability to, to, to bring in such quality. But uh, from Rangers' perspective, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, they've been looking at the clock as well, thinking, right, listen, this is a bonus two points for us today. Uh, and then, you know, that's taken away. But listen, they, they have to focus on themselves. I'm sure when Stephen Gerrard's asked that, he knows that they have to go about their job because if they win today, then they'll go back top of the league again, albeit with a, with a game more play. But then, you know, that puts them in the position that they want to be come the next fixture, which is the old firm game. Is that the challenge for teams like St. Johnson, Roger? Because we've always known here for since as long as I can remember, Celtic and Rangers have the most money, they have the best players, and that's why they win most of the games. But now with the five substitutions Look at what Celtic brought on They don't have to be at their best They don't even have to come up with any Real semblance of a game plan To get back into it They can eventually just keep throwing Better players than the opposition on Yeah and if if the Rangers struggle at Ibrox Later in the afternoon Look at the Rangers bench Andrew McLean just read out to you there The likes of Yanis Hadji, Stephen Davis Brandon Barker's fit again Jermaine Defoe So so Rangers could do likewise As, As I said earlier on During the Celtic commentary it astonished me that all the Premiership clubs voted for this because, you know, had this rule not gone through, had it gone back to the way the English Premier League has and only three substitutes from seven, Celtic couldn't have thrown on the five names that Jim Duffy just mentioned there just now. And these were the guys that turned it, two substitutes scoring the goals. So I was astonished at the time that all the clubs went for it. Yeah, I do agree. Um, I'm surprised, especially with the squad that Celtic Rangers have got. And you look at round and you're thinking, oh, look at the players that they're got to bring on. Today's perfect example. Now, he'd have probably brought in, if, even if he had three substitutions, I'd be surprised if uh, the way the game was going, he wouldn't have brought on forward-thinking players anyway. Scott Brown probably wouldn't have come on the pitch. But I, I always get back to, I'm not getting carried away or kidded on here. The performance was terrible for Celtic. Performance St Johnston, I'm with Jim Duffy. I thought they were brilliant all afternoon. Unfortunately, they lost the game But I just think that Neil Lennon Somewhere along the line He was coming in for a lot of credit uh, Sorry a lot of criticism A lot of credit to him Because he's right Jim's been a man When you've got big big players That's a massive decision You're the mm. one that decides I'm standing by that I'm going with that Take Edward It's nil nil You take him off If you do lose that game or draw You know the stick that's coming But 
You should look at it the other way He's brought two guys on the pitch That's got him Three points today in top of the league so I'd, be, I'd be wondering if I were Neil Lennon though By this time what What's up with Edward? You know, I know he scored midweek uh, And it was a, a real predator's goal But The weeks are going by now And uh, the the player that we know Odson Edward can be uh, Has temporarily disappeared it's a, it's a strange one as well The, the, the transfer window the, the, the suggestion has been that Maybe his head has been turned somewhere along the line By all of this transfer speculation You've seen it before You've seen it with Moussa Dembele You've seen it with Deadly Boyata and others And it can affect different players in different ways If, as we all expect Odson Edwards is still a Celtic employee On Tuesday morning He needs to shake himself out of yeah, this yeah. Because whether he likes it or not He's yeah, still no, a Celtic Roger, player Roger. There are big games coming up He needs to rediscover some I, form I know this but I hear this all the time And you're right but a footballer It'd be great I played football Jim played football It'd be great if you go Do you know what I'm just got to turn my form on I've decided I've had a couple of bad games Sometimes you go through A period in your career Where you're thinking I'm not playing well here I'm not as good as what I was Last season You can't just It's not a switch You don't flick it on and off You've got to work at it Right Jim Let's try and analyse The performance overall We've said it wasn't very good from Celtic I don't think anyone would disagree What what about it wasn't good? Let, take us through it And some of the things That jumped out for you Well just I mean first of all it was Individually You know there was a lot of players As I say to Technically Or terrific players I mean we, we spoke last week um, You know about the number of players But for instance Jeremy Frimpong Had a couple of little runs You know Later on in the game Where he came inside But, but overall He was very quiet Greg Taylor Very quiet the centre backs weren't troubled too much, although I thought I thought like you said, you mentioned I think it was Roger says Stevie May's running and working it was unbelievable, but as a threat they never had too much to deal with. So I, I think Ayer and, and and Duffy in particular had a relatively comfortable game. El Hamad for me I think his use of the ball was poor up until that pivotal moment in the game. Gre- Callum McGregor again, you know, not at the level which he normally is, but. People always say, well, will he be the automatic? I don't think it's his natural position to drop in there and just play that holding midfield player. I think he's he's got too much to give in in, in the, 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 the advanced roles. Uh, so I think that's when you miss Scott Brown because he, he allows McGregor and Christie and these guys to go and play. And Cham was poor individually. And as you mentioned, Edward. Elanoussi I actually felt a wee bit sorry for because I thought Elanoussi's movement up and again up in the stand was good. He was coming short, he was spinning, he was making good good angles. He was getting a bit frustrated because a, a few times, you know, I think the Celtic midfield players could have played it to him earlier and didn't give him it. So I felt a wee bit sorry for him. And as I said, so there was, there was you know, there was half a dozen players there not playing anywhere near the level they can play at. I mean, you can talk about the shape, you can talk about the tactics of knocking a few longer balls and stuff like that. But overall... If you've got half a dozen players off the pace, that's what St Johnson would have been desperate for. When we hear this this said every single time a team will play Celtic uh, or Rangers in particular in Scottish football, there's that they need them to be off the pace. Well, they were off the pace and that gave St Johnson 89 minutes to almost pull off the, the shock of the season of getting a result. But unfortunately, as I said, Celtic's overall quality eventually paid dividends uh, and and as I said you can change half a team I mean that's half an outfield team you're changing um, and as I said St Johnson like a lot of teams started just to get that little bit deeper just to protect the result look at the clock it's understandable it's natural um, listen they, and all the top performers were on St Johnson's side today but 
you know, Celtics, you know, that, that, that little bit of quality required. And that, listen, you have, to, you have to always say from Celtic's point of view, they never accept having a draw. They don't accept having a draw. They always try and win the game. I mean, Christie's playing as a left wing back. Frimpong's playing really high in the last 10 minutes. You know, they brought Brown on, get on the ball, just keep moving it. <laughs> two, two strikers up the pitch. You know, you know, McGregor's higher up the pitch. You know, had a couple of wee runs. Um, so the, the one thing you have to give Celtic credit for is their desire to win football matches. They, they, they never you know, just accept this and this is not our day, we're not playing as well. They still feel there's a way to turn it round and eventually they did find a way. Yeah, that's back to that discussion we were having, Jim. Where do you sit on the, the debate, if you like? On one hand, you've got, that's why we're champions. And on the other hand, you've got, that's why we might not be champions if we keep performing that way. And there's a real split. We see it on the show all the time with the callers who phone in um, or people who send the sweets. I think it's 13... Games for Celtic this season Now the wins column looks fantastic You can't take anything away yeah. I wonder if by now If by early October the Celtic fans would have been hoping for More than the Hibs performance To hang their hat on And say yeah that's the level we need to get to No I, I'm, I'm completely of the view That that's why they're champions Because as I said to you That desire to win matches They don't they don't accept that They're not playing as well And think okay well listen See I mean At my level if you want to call it that And I don't mean that I'm, I'm batting an hour But let's say if you say You're St Johnson Or you're in a, a Hibs situation Or a, you know a St Murn Or whoever it happens to be You'd be sitting there thinking If you're not playing well Take the point Take the point Let's go home That's it You know And most managers I think At a certain level Would take that Celtic don't Celtic think we're not playing well. How do we how do we win? How can we find a way to win? Not accept it's not our day and we'll take a point. It's actually not the worst point in the world over the course of the season. But no, they they're thinking no, we we have to try and win this game. So we'll do everything we possibly can to try and achieve it. And they've got the quality and the the strength and depth to do that. So no, I, I'm I'm completely of the camp of that's why they're champions because. That it's not by coincidence that Celtic score a lot of late goals. It's by knocking on the door constantly, asking questions of defenders, saying, "Can you fully concentrate until that final whistle?" And invariably, they f- they come up with an answer. And they, and again, they've done it today. You do build a, a good case, Jim. I wonder though if, if those op- those teams that you mentioned, the St Mirrens or whoever it was, those managers might well think, "Well, do you know what? We would we'd have a good winning mentality if I could bring on Patrick Clamalla and Lee Griffiths and Scott Brown and Ryan Christie. So the, the two do go hand in hand, do they not? Yeah, of course, uh, they, they, they do, Gordon. But you've still got you've still got to have that you know d- determination, desire, commitment, call it what you like. You know, but for me, it's just that real desire and also belief that you can win these games later on. The other teams don't always believe they can win the game. You know, I mean, St. Johnson. You know, we're just desperate for that clock to run down, and I, get, I would, I would be in exactly the same situation if I was in Callum Davidson's shoes. But Celtic are thinking, listen, we we can go and win this game, and that is, I say, what they do time and time again. I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, I don't know what the 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 stats are for late goals over the course of many seasons, but it'll be high. But I think all the top teams have have that because they're the ones that are always pressing for the victory. And um, you know, as I said to you, you're saying that the, the criticism will come when the, the, on the odd occasion they don't get it. But I would, I would like to, to think that many, many fans all around the country would be sitting thinking Celtic will score because that's what you always think Celtic will score late because they are pressing for those victories time and time again. As I said, and it's only a very rare occasion they don't do it. And also said, you know. If you're not playing at your best but you're still winning, you will find your groove. You will eventually find your rhythm and you will find that real quality and consistency um, of performance as well as results. 
and so if Celtic are winning just now and not playing as well as you know they, 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 they're capable of then as I said I think that's an ominous sign for the rest of the, the league because they will eventually find their groove and they will eventually find their rhythm and then they, they, you know they will definitely um, you know put their foot down the accelerator so it's up to Rangers to match it later on today Neil Lennon went back to the future he brought on the captain with 10 minutes to go and Scott Brown was not destined to be on the park at all. I do not believe for one second that Scott Brown was scheduled to make any appearance at all today. But Neil Lennon knew, he acknowledged the circumstances and the circumstances were desperate. So the captain came on and Griffiths came on and it was what Celtic did last season and the season before where Scott Brown is driving people on where he, when he scored the goal against Hamilton, as you recalled earlier, Gordon at Celtic Park, when he scored the goal at Kilmarnock, Neil Lennon was looking for that grandstand finale and he got it. Now, the Celtic supporters who will speak to us later on today will speak from the standpoint of having won 2-0. When there was one minute of regulation time left, the same supporters would have been going off their heads. But now they'll come on and they will say, job done, that's why they're champions. But I really do think, and uh, you know, I've said it before, that job done will carry you so far, but job done will not sustain you over the whole of the championship season, not for the whole of the 38 games. How does today's performance and result influence what happens at Celtic tomorrow in terms of incoming transfers? You know, the fact that Griffiths and Klamala have influenced the game so much, yeah. maybe there's not such a need for, for players in the attacking areas. Or is the first 89 and three quarters minute, minutes indicate that Celtic perhaps do need more? Do they need competition for Taylor at left back? Do they need another creative talent further up the pitch? They'll, they'll take... They'll Take another left back But I don't believe Griffiths today uh, Has changed the complexion of everything Because the fans will now say Well first of all Brown captains the team against Rangers Secondly If Edward is still there You pair him with Griffiths And again go back to the future um, Because Griffiths has shown That he's fit enough Sharp enough um, And the Rangers game Is the pivotal moment um, you know the the winner of that game. I believe that the the four old firm games will determine who wins the title. Therefore, they are of crucial importance. I repeat, the whole complexion changes on the last minute of regulation time and the time added on. But that performance level from Celtic today, if you're truthful, nowhere near. I don't think enough. you're doing your your job if you don't bring in a left sided player tomorrow. I really don't. If you're really Going to go for this you, Everyone knows I think every I'm not saying that To bring him in To replace Greg Taylor But He's got to have options He's You know He subbed Greg Taylor today I I, I, I say to you guys That's the guy I thought he'd take off uh, I think Greg Taylor's A little bit of a whipping boy At Celtic just now um, So I would certainly I would be astonished If Celtic Don't get into tra- I don't They don't need forward players They don't need defenders They don't need um, midfield players They've got abundance of them You see the quality That they can bring on today They need someone In a left back position Over the course of this season Okay We're going to keep looking back On the game in Perth But we're building up To kick off at Ibrox It's over to Rangers Now Rangers Against Ross County uh, We'll speak about that game next 
The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Roger Hanna and Gordon DLR in the studio. We've got Alison Conroy and Jim Duffy um, in the post-match set-up at McDermott Park. And Andrew McLean looking ahead to things at Ibrooks between Rangers and Ross County. Andrew, just a reminder of that Rangers team, please. Yes, so four changes for Rangers. Alan McGregor, Philip Hellander, Stephen Davis and Yanis Hadji drop out. In come John McLaughlin, Leon Balligan, Ryan Jack and Jordan Jones. So it'll be John McLaughlin in goal. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balligan and Borna Barisic. The midfield three, Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara with Jordan Jones and Ryan Kent supporting Alfredo Morelos. Substitutes are McGregor, Bassey, Edmondson, Patterson, Davis, Hadji, Barker, Barjonas and Defoe. Jim Duffy, we're at the stage where everything's viewed through the prism of the Celtic game. Ryan Jack coming back today how important could that be for Stephen Gerrard yeah I don't think it's uh, immensely important I think obviously the fact that he's freshening things up because obviously Davis uh, Kamara and Arfield I think have been outstanding in the midfield for Rangers recently um, is, is, is um, Cedric Eaton is, is he injured I know he's not on the bench there I didn't hear him so um, again you know th- those options up front uh, bringing Jones back in after his performance against uh, Motherwell and uh, and obviously Ryan Kent's been outstanding Morelos is still not quite back to his best but I think the there's definitely a bit of a more of a hunger there. Uh, you know, we're talking about the Edward situation and you know the possible you know this you know transfer window closing and, and whether that makes an impact. And I, and I don't know you know whether there's been you know a, a definitive answer to, to Alfredo Morelos that he's not going anywhere and he's just kind of got on with it. And, and, and it, but he certainly seems a little bit more of an appetite. But and certainly the midfield. Listen, Ryan Jack, I think will be. He is, a, he is an important player, but I, 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 def, I think that in recent weeks, Rangers have played very, very well without him. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's a pivotal um, you know, moment for Rangers that, that he's back. But it will certainly, it'll certainly help um, you know, with, the, with the games going forward. That, that's for sure, because they'll need, they need to uh, flip the squad and they, you know, they always want to make sure that the, you know, the, the level of competition is very high. He's in the Scotland squad of course as well So I'm sure Stevie Clark will be glad to see him back playing A lot of Rangers success this season has been about Ryan Kent Jim, we seem to speak about him all the time on the show How do Ross County try and nullify that today, especially at Ibrooks? I think Ryan Kent's one of those players that's very difficult to you know because he doesn't play in the wing. You know, I mean, when he first came, everyone thought he was an out-and-out winger. Now he's pr- pretty much got freedom to go and play wherever the ball is. He just goes and seeks the ball and he can pop, pop up in central positions, way in the right, in the le- way in the left, you know, inside positions. You know, he can he can be getting it off the, uh, uh, you know, in the middle, middle, middle of the pitch in midfield. He, he just has a real freedom of play. So unless you actually dictated a man marker, which is unusual if, if, if anyone does that nowadays it's very difficult to, to, to pick him up uh, and although he hasn't been quite as influential in the last couple of games he still have he'll still have two or three moments in the game where he completely lights up the game and, and because he's very positive and he's always looking to um, get at defenders um, yeah he's, he's a difficult player to, to play against but listen Ross County will be the similar situation today with Motherwell uh, they have to have a structure and an organisation and their players have to believe in it know it and, and you know, fully concentrate until the final whistle because Rangers will be like Celtic if it's not going their way early on 
um, you know, they will keep at it. They will keep at it to try and get that victory. So St Johnson know that they're going to be, sorry, um, Ross County know they're going to be in a, uh, it's going to be 90 plus minutes um, of, of complete concentration today to, to, to have any chance of achieving the result. There's certainly more confidence to, to use the squad. You're sitting here right now compared to previous years. I think what we've tried to do is make the squad stronger, keep trying to add quality players uh, and move the team and the squad forward and keep trying to put it in a better place than the previous window. Um, so, you know, I, I won't be making wholesale changes at the weekend um, because it's a very important game. Uh, I was really impressed with how we went about our business at Motherwell on the back of a, a tough game over in Holland. And the plan is to... Um, you know, to try and get the players in, in the same frame of mind going into this game. It's all about the mentality and the attitude and and really coming out of the blocks as quick as we can against Ross County. I mean, Jim Duffy, I suppose what will please Stephen Gerrard is he can look around the squad and see guys that are all contributing in, in, in a positive sense. We mentioned Ryan Kent. Uh, Scott Arfield has gone from not really being a, anyone's idea of a, a first pick to, to being just that, being a real main man in the team. Three goals in his last six games. James Tavernier from right back Seven goals in his last seven games So the team's kind of littered with guys That are contributing at the moment yeah, I mean, the, the two full-backs have been immense, you know, Barisic and, and Tavernier in terms of, the, you know, how they're contributing to the, to the team. Uh, I, I mean, I think everybody uh, respects Scott Arfield's, not just performance, but his attitude, because everybody thought, well, it's going to be Yanis Hadji's going to come in, or he's going to be playing, you know, spent a lot of money invested as a young player, uh, whereas Scott Arfield's obviously went, well, listen, I, I, I've been used to competition all my life. I've played down south and, you know, the top, top level, you know, so I'm happy to, to, to raise my game here. And that's exactly what he's done, and and he's he's you know been a real uh, threat and scoring goals and and, and just as I said, his, his his whole mentality is is exactly what Stephen Gerrard's looking for. Steve Davis is another one is who at the start was just finding his way again, finding his form, but. You know, I know he's not playing today, but he's another one. It's, it's, as is Glenn Kamara. That's the reason why I think if you looked, obviously Joe Rebo's injured and he's a big miss. There's no doubt about that. Um, and Ryan Jack's been missing. But as Stephen Gerrard said there, he's got real quality in that area there. You know, th- those are three players, Hadji, Aribo and and uh, Jack, that might have been looking as if they, they could have been the initial three to start off in there. Kent, as I said, has definitely lifted his game this year. There's no doubt about it. Jordan Jones has come out of the blue. I mean, I must admit, like most people, I thought he, he, he was his Rangers career was gone. I think he was. He, I thought he'd have been a certain to be away uh, before the transfer window, but he's forced his way back in there. So yeah, Stephen Gerrard has got good options and um, you know good alternatives in there. I still think there's, 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 you know, he needs Roof obviously back uh, fit again and Eaton um, to compete with Morelos. Um, but Rangers are playing very good football. They're playing with uh, a real swagger about them just now. Uh, uh, but they need to match Celtic today. And as much as you know, you can say what you like about Celtic's performance. They, 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 you know, they got the three points, another clean sheet. I think that's four on the bounce. So Rangers have to uh, match that, and, and, and you, you would expect them to do so at home against Ross County. Uh, Gordon Dale, looking at that Rangers side, we just heard from Stephen Gerrard, who says, "I don't want to make wholesale changes." But he's made four, which is a which is a fair amount. But that goes back to this idea of having. Two strong players for every position And you can do that And everyone's feeling confident And everyone's contributing It doesn't 
doesn't feel like those changes are are drastic or are going to have a major impact on the game. No, and he's using his squad, and I think he's quite right to use his squad. That's why he's got a big uh, pool there, Gordon. Everybody prepared to wait for their opportunity. But if you see the team, he's still got his three main men in there at the start of the season. Tavernier's been brilliant. Kent is a man everyone's talking about. And my player, Arfield, that I would never have out of the team. I bring, I think he brings so much to Rangers. So he's still got those three very important players in his team. Jack, everybody thought would be a big miss because of the form that he was in. Obviously, it's a boost for Scotland that he's now back playing today. So even in the, the you look at it, it's still a very strong team. Jordan Jones, we all agree. I thought he was going to be out the door. Excellent against Motherwell. Left out again. Another opportunity at Ibrox against Ross County. So he's got players that have got a bit of hunger uh, about them as well. Uh, McLaughlin, everyone was talking about how good he was in goals, but McGregor's always got to be number one. Balogun has now to come in and say, look, I know I've got to fight for my place. I just think uh, Rangers and Stephen Gerrard's in a good position just now. The one thing that has characterised the last two seasons has been the strength of Celtic's bench and the greater depth of choice for Neil Lennon. And that wasn't there for Steven Gerrard, but it is now. And that's a contributory factor. Uh, that explains why they are neck and neck with Celtic. Um, so he does have that strength of choice that, that, that will sustain him throughout the season. Uh, and you're right, four changes that ordinarily uh, you would... Look at that and question why he's done that, but he, he has replaced good players with equally good players. And, and important that he retains that strength and depth beyond tomorrow night, Hugh, yeah. because we've spent the first couple of hours of the show talking about Edward and Griffiths and Clamalla, a Yeti to come back as well. It's important for Rangers to retain Morelos, Roof, Etienne, and Defoe mm. because it's a long old season, this 38 game Premiership marathon, and at different times, different strikers, as Celtic showed today. Different strikers will be required to solve problems. Can places be won for this old firm game in a couple of weeks? Yeah. I mean, we look at Celtic today; they, they made a a number of changes, and it, you know some players contributed and some players didn't. Are, are there still places up for grabs in in the Rangers team? Do you think? I think there are. Um, I also think the two managers will have a bit of a sweat for the next couple of weeks because although Celtic and Rangers after the game at Ibrox today have no more fixtures. A lot of the players are now away playing potentially mm-hmm. three international games. I believe Morelos is heading over to South America. Does he play? I think the last game's away to Chile on the Wednesday prior to an old fun game on the Saturday. So when did he get back and what physical condition did he return? There'll be a lot of worries for Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard. So to answer your question, yes, there are people who will believe they can play their way into the old fun lineups. I don't think there's many opportunities because I think that when it comes to uh, 17th October, Gordon, I think you'll see that if players are all fit, you'll see probably the two strongest sides going out. Um, if you look at Rangers, Balogun, who came in, I thought looked very good at centre-back with Golson, But Hollander has been excellent. Um, he gets an opportunity. That back four will be probably a choice there in the centre-back position. The goalkeeper will pick itself, McGregor. Arfield for me has got to start Davis is a big player for him And then Jordan Jones I think today Has got a great opportunity To start really putting a bit of pressure On the manager by saying 
you know what? I'm here for the long haul. I can bring something to this team because we've seen his goal against Motherwell. It was excellent. He's got bags of pace. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they perform this afternoon. Uh, Jim, the game earlier on ta- taught us, well, maybe it didn't because Celtic ended up winning 2 0, but it, it looked like it was going to teach us that previous form and head to head meetings and all the rest of it, it's not always the only thing you need to consider when you're looking at your pre match predictions. On paper, how how do you go about even building a case for Ross County today? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it's, it's always difficult to, to build a case for any team playing against the Old Firm in Scottish football, and so it should be. I mean, the, the Old Firm really should be head and shoulders above everyone else, the resources, the budget, the, you know, the squad strength that they have. Um, you know, so, I mean, but there, there are occasions where, as I said, like today, you know, there's half the Celtic team um, formed dipped in, in St. Johnson where everybody was at it. You know, every every player was really up for the challenge. And Ross County have to have that similar attitude mentality today. Every single player has to, you know, uh, thrive on it. I, I do think it helps with having no fans here. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think when you go there and the roar and all the music's belting out and the songs are going as teams are lining up, uh, you know, some, some players can, you know, look around and get a little bit overwhelmed by it. But when that's not happening... I do, I do feel it should help uh, a team like Ross County going to Ibrox. So there, there's no doubt about that. Um, but but Rangers, I mean, the teams are getting used to it now in terms of performances. But if if, if you're looking for any take take any little advantage you've got, then not having that 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 uh, volume of noise as you go out today, I think will be. But you know, like Roger said there, I, I cannot believe the Premiership teams voted for the five subs. It's unbelievably uh, given the, the 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 big teams always get an advantage of quality, but you've given them another advantage again by by allowing five substitutes today. Uh, I know St. Uh, St. Johnson was, I think Aberdeen, I think a couple of weeks ago when they brought in four subs and and, and one of their subs scored, and today two two Celtic subs scored. So. Uh, I mean, this is the thing about uh, Ross County. I don't know what they, what they voted for, but the, the the league voted for it. So if Rangers are not playing as well, Stephen Gerrard has an embarrassment of, of riches to bring on that uh, Stuart Kettlewell won't have. So, you know, for me, again, um, ultimately, somewhere along the line, Rangers will find solutions to whatever problem um, that Ross County managed to give them. It's a great psychological debate, Hugh. We can all try our best to figure it out. Jim makes a very good point in the sense that you know, surely the Ross County players, there's there's kind of less less fear factor because you don't have the crowd and everything that goes along with it. But how many times have we seen that work the other way, where Rangers are maybe not quite at their best, and the clock gets to forty five minutes or an hour, the place gets a little bit restless, uh-huh. the players get a little bit nervous. That's also taken out. So y- you can kind of spin it both ways to see which team it might be able to benefit today. I came in here today, filled with the belief. That Celtic had far too much quality And strength and depth for St Johnston And that Rangers had far too much strength and quality and depth For Ross County Now the Celtic performance was mystifying But they had a And I use the word advisedly Fantastic end to the game It was the stuff of fantasy A guy who hadn't been seen for seven months Comes on and scores the goal Clamalla gets a terrific goal now I'm writing off Ross County As I wrote off St Johnston to begin with For me People or no people There's overwhelming quality Versus average run of the mill And for me Overwhelming quality beats average run of the mill Yeah I think I think Rangers will win the game um, They have looked 
as if they haven't been affected too much by the by the no fans, if you like. Um, some people will tell you the likes of maybe Tavernier or Aribo when he was playing well at the start of the season, or Kent maybe flourish when they're not having people shouting for them, shouting against them. We, we don't know. We can only ask the you know the players themselves. I tend to agree with you. I think there's too many players on form at the minute. Tavernier, Premiership Player of the Month for September. Uh, Morelos has been you know, showing a bit of form without necessarily getting the goal return that he did last season. Kent was the Player of the Month for August. I think it's a boost they've got Ryan Jack back into the team. And, and Kamara, very quietly mm. as well, has been very effective in the middle of the park. And that's without even talking about Scott Arfield. I'll, I'll leave that to the learned gentleman to my left. Only 20 minutes to go until kick-off at Ibrooks Rangers against Ross County. We're going to crank up the build-up to that one and we're going to hear from Celtic manager Neil Lennon next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are in the building Jim Duffy and Andrew McLean still with us at McDermott Park and iBooks respectively We are about to hear hopefully from Celtic manager Neil Lennon So we'll keep Jim just to get his thoughts on that and then we'll send him back down the road uh, But we're building up to kick off at iBrooks as well Hugh Keevans and it's, it's set up nicely I know that everyone expects Rangers to do the business at home But they've now... Had their, their hopes dashed, if you like, by those late Celtic goals And now it's over to Stephen Gerrard to do their part I can imagine that a lot of paper cups were thrown to the floor In exasperation inside Ibrooks When uh, Lee Griffiths opened the scoring for Celtic today They must have thought that they'd been handed a golden bonus uh, It's been snatched from them And now they have to do their own work I feel as confident about Rangers winning today As I felt about Celtic winning in Perth However, the progress of the game in Perth was bemusing. Well, I said we were going to hear from Neil Lennon. Let's hear from the man himself who got the key opening goal, Lee Griffiths. Here's what he had to say at full time. It's been a bit of a difficult time, but you know, I've just been working away, trying to get my fitness back up. And you know, it's unfortunate that Albion's got injured and, and given me a chance to come back in. So um, I've taken my chance now and I'll keep me building it. Was there a moment when you maybe thought your time was up at Celtic? No. You know, I spoke to the gaffer at length many times and he, he's always said that you know, as long as he's here, I'll, I'll be here. Um, I just need to keep working on my fitness and make sure that you know when I'm called upon, I'm ready to make an impact. But you know, you just need to keep working the fitness, keep waiting for that break, break to come. You know, I've been managed to get on the bench the last three times now, so you know, I've done myself no harm. Now I've got a chance over the next two weeks to, to get my fitness right back up to the, the same level as the boys and, and kick on. Who do you think you'll have a part to play in this crucial game coming up? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, you see what I can do. I've done it much throughout my career. When the chips are down, you know, I stand up and be counted and, and score goals. Um, so, you know, I've got a, a good period now to get my fitness back up and then good, good games to come back to. Cannot argue with that, Jim Duffy. Lee Griffiths scores goals. There's a lot that happens in between, but he scores goals when he's out there. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what he does. I mean, as I said, he's got a, an, an unbelievable instinct for goal scoring. And God will tell you, it's, it's the hardest thing to find, that calmness, that awareness, that knowledge of where to be uh, the right time so often. And then have, that, as I said, to that composure to finish things off. And he's got such a range of finishes. You know, he can score the spectacular free kicks. He can he can smash them in if he gets on his left foot. But he can also be a predator in, in and around the six-yard box. And it'd be a fantastic asset to have 
uh, for Celtic, um, you know, and as, as he said there, he's, he's had to work hard at it, and he'll have to. He's always one of these boys. I think I'll always have to continue working hard. He says there's several chats with the manager. Not every manager would give a player several chats, you know, to to try and make sure that they're on board all the time. But um, I think uh, Neil Lennon realises, you know, that that. Th- those type of goal scorers are very few and far between and if you've got one at the club you're not going to put them at the club easily you know you, you know you're going to try and give them every opportunity you possibly can but uh, yeah I mean listen he's 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 a fantastic player to have um you know when he's when he's right but uh, he just <laughs> it's quite funny because I was watching obviously the players that they do the 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 runs after the subs and stuff like that and Scott Brown it was probably about 40 yards ahead <laughs> Lee Griffiths when he's doing the box to box runs and uh, you know, so obviously it's not his favourite thing to do, but his favourite thing to do is scoring goals, and he's got a magnificent habit of doing that. Yeah, what did we make of that goal? Because that's that's the decisive one. Well done to Patrick Clamalla for adding the gloss, but you know Lee Griffiths' goals a difference today. Yeah, and, and he looked sharper. We said before he actually scored the goal, Gordon. He looked sharper in that little ten or fifteen minute cameo than Edward had done in his fifty-seven minutes. Or El Yunusi had done Or until his goal Klamala had done And he was involved In the build up To the move And then as soon as The ball's played To Hatem El Hamid Down that right hand side He's moving He's on the goal He sniffs a goal And the header back Across Sander Clark Nothing the St Johnson Goalkeeper could have done That, that was as you say Is the decisive moment of it, was the game. A bit, it was all about timing Roger I watched it a few times And he waits to the I think it's Davidson And O'Halloran Switches off Looks at the ball And he just walks round the back of him And he doesn't sprint into the box He waits till the cross is about to And that takes everybody out there And I've got to say And we said off here What a, what a great header it was You don't don't underestimate How good a header it was You know he's up And he has to get the power in it And the direction in it And if you watch a goalkeeper He doesn't even move for it Because it's by him It's a great header good The story thing. of Lee Griffith's career Is he creates his own mayhem And then he rises above it and wins redemption. And if ever there was a case of saying that was true, it was today. Um, you know, there were people at the start of the season who wanted him banished from the club. But you don't banish someone who scored more than 100 goals for Celtic. You hope that once again, he'll rise above the mayhem that he himself created. And he's done that today because that could be such an important goal in the overall context of the season And he'll believe he can score against Rangers On the 17th And the Celtic fans will want to make sure that He's there on the 17th Too late for a Scotland call-up you Because well. a big game at Hamden on Thursday night you know, And I think I would rather have Lee Griffiths running out Than maybe a, an Ollie McBurney and Ollie Burke or, or even a Lauren Shanklin Well, that, that certainly will be a Running across uh, Steve Clark's mind today, wow, you know. Only if, <laughs> yeah, if I'd waited, a, you know, if I'd known, but of course, none of us knew, and none of us expected to see Lee Griffiths on the park, and none of us expected to see Scott Brown on the park. But Neil Lennon mm. acknowledged that he was bang up against it, and it was call it anything you like, last throw of the dice, whatever, he just threw them at it. And it paid off for him Right Jim Duffy We'll let you get back down the road So you can leave us with your Your final thoughts Your summary Of what you witnessed in Perth today oh, well, I think uh, uh, Lee Griffiths is like a Terminator Isn't he Every time you think he's crushed and finish he, you know, I'll be back And he, he keeps turning up And producing the goods Clamalla I feel a bit sorry for I don't know what his record is uh, Gordon But he must have a decent record This season A goal scoring for Minutes on the pitch So I think he deserves A wee bit more 
maybe a wee bit more game time because you know we had Jetty been out injured. I certainly think he doesn't do himself any harm, you know, because he again scores goals. But listen, today St Johnson will be absolutely you know gutted about the the you know the overall result. They put so much into the game. I think Callum Davis will be you know immensely proud of what the the effort and the energy, the the organisation of his team. But Celtic do what Celtic do, and that is they win games. They, you know, they've done it time and time again. That's the reason why they've won nine championships in a row. And they're going uh, this season, they're not going to give it up lightly. And uh, Neil Lennon knew it was a, a big moment before the old firm match. He brought on his captain, he brought on his to-go guys, if you want to call it that, and, and Griffiths and Brown. And, um, you know, he got the success that, um, you know, he was hoping for. Uh, yeah, you can call it. Good fortune, you can call it what you like, but bottom line is he got the he got the three points, he got another clean sheet, and uh, you know he threw the gauntlet back down to Rangers again. So it wasn't the best game in the world, but it's certainly uh, a lot of talking points. Good man, that was Jim Duffy. We'll speak to him uh, soon on the show. Very doubt. Let's turn our attentions for the next ten minutes or so to kick off at Ibrooks. It's ten to three, a three o'clock kick off in that one. And um, Hugh Keevans, like we say, Psychology Sunday, I think you've deemed, uh, <laughs> dubbed a few of these in the past, sorry. And yes, it's not the most challenging fixture for Rangers on paper. Their slip-ups this season have come away at Livingston, away at Hibs. But nevertheless, they'll all have heard what Celtic did and now they have to go and do their part. The most important thing for Celtic and Rangers was to approach October the 17th in a positive frame of mind. If Celtic had dropped anything in Perth today, the, the frame of mind would have been entirely different. But they'll be thrilled at the way the match is finished for them. Now, Rangers' obligation is to make sure that they win. The more convincing the win, the better, so that they approach Celtic Park feeling this is our time and this is when... We will start to show that is the case So that they'll be looking for an emphatic win over Ross County Because for all the doom and gloom about elements of Celtic's performances That's us for the first time in a long time I can't remember the exact date Celtic and Rangers have now played the same number of games They've both played nine games And Celtic have a two point advantage at the top So that that, that tells its own story It's now over to Rangers to try and put the pressure back on It is, it's over to Rangers to beat Ross County this afternoon And then over to Rangers to win the game at Celtic Park in 13 days time And seize back the advantage, if you like, that currently lies with Celtic um, They both have a, got a fearsome run of games after the international break I think Celtic have Aberdeen twice, one in, in the league, once in a Scottish Cup semi-final They have AC Milan, all after Rangers Rangers themselves, standard liaise of all, all manner of difficult games as well in there But the important ones for Rangers are the immediate ones Ross County this afternoon and Celtic at Celtic Park when it's a game like this then Gordon And you're such overwhelming favourites And you, I know the away challenge is Different because there's no crowd anyway But it's still you know you've got home comforts You've got the big pitch you've, mm-hmm. you, there, there are very few if any excuses for Rangers what, what is it that can beat you then Complacency or It'd be a very hard one for MD to predict Ross County getting anything at Ibrox this afternoon Gordon Especially in the way that Rangers are playing the pace, the movement, they're playing good football, they're scoring goals, they've got players in top form just now, uh, they've got their home comforts, the the, the pitch obviously, um, the stadium, everything about it. I just think Ross County going there, every other team, have, uh, I've been there as a manager as well, you go, you hope that something really goes bad with Rangers, or so many players have no off days, but I just think that it'd have been a nice wee bonus for Rangers sitting there thinking two minutes to go, 
we can, mm. you know, we Celtic, but they'll concentrate and beat Ross County. Okay, Rangers against Ross County at Ibrox, and kickoff is next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kickoff is fast approaching at Ibrox for Rangers against Ross County. So let's go back there and get a recap of the teams and a flavour of the build-up with Andrew McLean. Yeah, well, the Ross County players are on the pitch. The Rangers players just coming out the tunnel now. And the team that Stephen Gerrard has selected for this game is John McLaughlin in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Leon Balligan and Bonabarisic. The midfield three, Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara with Jordan Jones and Ryan Kent supporting Alfredo Morelos. As for Ross County, Ross Laidlaw starts in goal for them. The back four, Callum Morris, Cole Donaldson, Alex Iacoviti and Josh Reid. The midfield five, Michael Gardine, Ross Draper, Regan Charles-Cook, Jordan Tilson, Harry Payton and the lone striker is Ross Stewart. And as much as managers and, and players will make out that they're not paying too much attention to what's happening elsewhere in the league, you can imagine they're must have been some frustration here when those two, two late goals went in at McDermott Park. But they'll need to make sure that doesn't affect them psychologically today because apart from that blip at Hibs a couple of weeks back, Rangers have been really impressive of late. A good showing midweek against Galatasaray. They scored five against Motherwell, four against Willem Tway, four against Dundee United, five against Lincoln Redimps. And it's a sunny day here, calm conditions and on home turf. These are the type of conditions that we're hoping will lend themselves to another good display. Plenty of goals at one end, coming from a host of different scorers, and they haven't leaked too many at the other end either. Not great news for Ross County, who shipped three to Aberdeen and five to Celtic in recent weeks. Well, they did get a win against St. Johnson in between that. And a few Rangers players as well, you'd think, will maybe have an eye on the old firm game as well, you'd think. Guys like John McLaughlin, Leon Balligan, Jordan Jones, who aren't starting week in, week out at the moment, they'll maybe be hoping that they can do enough to keep their shirt after the international break. We are just about to get underway at Ibrox. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And it's full time at Ibrox. Let's get the story of the match. Rangers against Ross County with Andrew McLean. Rangers 2, Ross County nil. the full time score from Ibrox. Not a vintage display from the home side who failed to find top form, but a James Tavernier penalty and a late Brandon Barker strike gave them the win today. The opener came 18 minutes in and it'll be a moment that Ross County will be kicking themselves for. James Tavernier clipped a ball over the top into the path of Alfredo Morelos and as he went to run onto it, Cole Donaldson barged into him from the back. Morelos went down and referee Greg Aitken pointed to the spot. James Tavernier stepped up, he's been in good form from the spot and from open play of late so no surprise when he calmly slotted down the middle for the lead and for his 8th goal in 8 games. Ross Laidlaw in the Ross County goal wasn't really busy at all apart from that before the break he held on to an effort straight at him from Alfredo Morelos and a few moments later Connor Goldson headed just over from a Borna Barisic corner. That trend continued into the second half and despite having the bulk of possession, Rangers struggled to create many, if any, clear-cut chances and they were nearly made to pay for it late on. Ten minutes from time, Michael Gardine with a dangerous in-swinging free kick. Cole Donaldson was left with a free header. He really should have hit the target but somehow managed to land his effort on the roof of the net. A let-off for the home side and Ross County were made to rue it when in the 88th minute, Brandon Barker latched onto a long ball. He cut inside the box onto his left foot and with a low, powerful strike he put it through the legs of Ross Laidlaw and sealed the points. Not the most convincing display we've seen from Steven Gerrard's side this season, but they move back to the top of the table going into the international break and into the old firm clash, which will follow. The full-time score here at Ibrox today is Rangers 2, Ross County 0. Rangers fans, what did you make of that? 0141-951-1025. Job done. Performance could have been better. These are some of the things that we're seeing on Twitter already, but what do you think on the phones? 0141 951 1025 
It is a win Which moves Rangers back to the top of the table Celtic had occupied that position uh, For a couple of hours After beating St Johnston and McDermott Park And I suppose Hugh Pretty obvious Comparisons to be drawn between both games Both teams, both performances and both outcomes Yeah the question is Was it a one off For either or both Or is there a problem there uh, And this final day of the transfer window What effect of any is that going to have on The immediate future for Celtic and Rangers uh, It was not the day That I would have forecast coming in here I thought Celtic would win by a handsome margin and I thought Rangers would do the same. But in the end, they've got there, they have the points, it's all systems go for Celtic Park on the 17th of October, but neither had a good day at the office really. Yeah, maybe not, and once we we dip into the performances that's fine, but... Do we maybe get a little bit carried away and bogged down in that Gordon We've now got a situation where Rangers have played 10 on 26 points Rangers, uh, Celtic have played 9 and are in 25 That counts as good form Whether the performance level be, matches up to that at times, maybe not But they're good points totals I think we're in the camp now Gordon The minute Rangers and Celtic play say St Johnston, Ross County, Hamilton's, Motherwell's it's so f- well, it, it, I, I predicted five. I thought there would be a lot of goals like Hugh this afternoon. Um, and when they don't reach that, the heights, then we sort of go, Well, okay, how's the performance now? The performance anybody watch a Rangers fan or a Celtic fan today, the performance wasn't great, but they do get the job done. They do, they keep going, even their Rangers. You've seen Celtic nearly. Game finished Banging in two goals Win the game You see Rangers today 1-0 And Donaldson's missed a great chance What happens Three, four minutes to go Or whatever it may be They go and score again So Yeah I think sometimes We just get carried away um, In the fact that It's not 4-5-0 Every single game That they play I think Stephen Gerrard There'll be Two bits to it I think he'll be delighted With the result Clean sheet Now three points Back top of the table but the performance would probably I think you'd be looking for a bit better With the qualities going. Maybe we expect too much from the two of them They were yeah, so good last Sunday afternoon Rangers scoring five at Fur Park Celtic brushing aside a very competent Hibernian team Maybe we just expect them you know, just to turn up And, and roll over the rest of the Premiership And that, that's unfair You know, St Johnson St Johnson played far better Than I was expecting them to do this afternoon Ross County likewise Ross County took the game into the last few minutes And should have been 1-1 St Johnson should have been 1-0 up And Craig Conway hit the post So maybe we do expect too much Of of the big two But they've got the results done I expect the calls in the open line Gordon to reflect that And if it's Celtic fans on saying It doesn't matter how you win As long as you win I would expect the same philosophy From Rangers supporters calling the open line aren't, Until 6 o'clock Aren't you entitled though Roger To expect big things of big players Better than we saw today From yeah. Celtic and Rangers Yeah but I think the counter argument would be that 26 points from 10 games and 25 points from 9 games Is big things Big points Not necessarily big performances well, we, we know what's more important though at the end of the season don't we It's not even a comp- not even close Well as I say we'll, we'll know more about them After the 17th of October Because this now is the point of no return mm. This is what it's all about They play each other We'll see who's got what on the day 0141 951 1025 The open line has been open for a while already But it's officially here If you like This is its usual slot 5 until 6 after the games So let us know what is on your mind What did you make of the games today? 
Very similar Both winning 2-0 Both with slightly below par performances perhaps Are you in any way concerned Or are you uh, points is all that matters type Let's hear from you 01419511025 We'll look back on another big day In the Scottish Premiership next After the action It's your reaction 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Evans, Roger Hanna and Gordon Dieller here They want to hear from you though They want to know what you made of today's football What did you make of the performances What about the results uh, get in touch and let us know what is on your mind 0141-951-1025 And Twitter at Clyde SSB If you keep an eye on the English Premier League Man United have just fallen 3-1 down at home to Tottenham But a bit of controversy Anthony Martial has been sent off a straight red card For striking Lamella in the face uh, Having said that Should Lamella have gone as well Gordon? He well, seemed to hit Martial first did he not? 100% I can't understand that Especially in the VAR Gordon um, yes, and the way Lamella went down was a bit embarrassing for me. But he started it. It was him that raised his arm first. Marcel uh, retaliates. If you're going to send one off and you've got VAR like that, I don't understand how he's still on the pitch, and it's obviously cost him. Anyway, we've got enough on our plate up here. Man United won Tottenham three. Harry Kane with the goal, only half an hour gone, and United down to ten men. Let's go straight to the open line. Find out what you made of today's football. Let's bring in. Um, Billy, who's a Rangers fan from Bridgeton How's it going, Billy? How you doing? I'm a first time caller What made you call tonight then, Billy? I think we should swap the loss for, for I think we could go for Real Madrid for the Gemma We could get them the border Seriously? I a day No, I come on, Billy Come come on Nah, come on, Billy uh, Seriously? Was, come on, I swear, I can you re- repeat that for me? Well, if he's just as good, why do you want Rudy Morelos? Because he's he's a better name, better everything. Nah, let's get I'm not sure. Benzema, go and swap Morelos for Benzema at Real Madrid. Well, <laughs> Billy, Billy lives in a fantasy world. Benzema must be one of the top ten paid in football. Messi, Ronaldo, <laughs> why, Benzema, why are we having this discussion? Evans, they're all there. <laughs> So I'm afraid Karim Benzema With all of his Champions Leagues And La Liga titles Is a wee step Away from Anything at Angels Or anyone else I mean, And he's bursting And he's playing To come to Glasgow Yeah But um, oh, I, I, Listen After the summer of speculation That we've had Gordon I don't think many of us Thought we would get to Tuesday October the 6th And Alfredo Morelos Would still be at Rangers And Odson Edward Would still be at Celtic So um, I'm not sure what it does For the finances of the clubs but for the supporters of the clubs, it can only be good news. I don't think we need to revisit it, do we? It was no, <laughs> there are certain points in the programme where you, you owe it to your own intelligence to move on. And this is one of those points. <laughs> Thank you very much, though, to Billy. It was great to hear from you for the first time. Hopefully we'll do that again soon. That was Billy on the line. Let's bring in Craig, who's also a Rangers fan. What about today, Craig? Hi, Gordon. Hi, uh, panel. Um, Hi, Craig. Listen, I Follow think that... Uh, <laughs> I well... Um, you know, as much as we'd love to have Benzema, I mean, we'd love to have Ronaldo, but that's not going to happen either. Um, no, I think today, it's a tale of two points, really. You know, performance-wise, no, it wasn't the best performance. It wasn't pretty. Uh, it, was, it was quite poor. Um, you know, I was hoping that maybe they would go out and put in a better performance just to lay the marker to Celtic that you're not going to turn up 
um, you know, at Celtic Park in two weeks' time and play the way you did today and think you're going to win with two goals in the 90th minute. And I thought, if you go and win 4-5 now, that's a clear message to Lennon of the intent when you have. So in that respect, I think, um, you know, not happy. But, you know, it is still a win. It's still three points. Um, you know, the amount of times um, that's been spoken about over the last couple of seasons and even with Hibs and Livingston this season when Rangers don't play well and they don't tend to win, um, where Celtic do when they don't play well, you know, I'm at least happy we got over the line. Uh, I would say, I think, um, at one point, I think, was it Hugh, um, was maybe a bit harsh because he, he spoke about, you know, all your Rangers, uh, you know, sort of riding the luck and I kind of feel like you can't say Celtic scoring two goals in the 90th minute of the game after a poor performance against the Johnson and go, well, that's why they're champions, but Rangers do the same thing and they rode the luck. I think I just think that's harsh. No, this is. Um, I, I did not use that expression. I said it, supporters will use that expression. I, I don't happen to believe that that is true. Uh, I, I think it's poor play uh, rather than that's why we're champions. Uh, they got away with one today, Celtic uh, and Rangers. They rode the luck in the sense that Cole Donaldson should have equalised, but did not. Yeah, well, I well apologise for misquoting you. you know, I didn't realise you said that that's what the fans would say, so that's, I will apologise. But I still think any fan that would say that, I think would be wrong. Because at the end of the day, listen, this is the biggest season, um, certainly of, of, of my lifetime. Um, you know, Rangers have already slipped up twice. And for the life of me, I must say, and it's incredibly frustrating, I don't understand how Celtic have managed to put together eight wins in a row. Because they've not been playing well. They've had... A lot of tight games today, it takes them to the 90th minute. And I almost have... It's, it's like being in a time machine and going back in time because this is what Neil Lennon's side used to do quite a lot back in 2010, 2011. You know, Celtic were synonymous with last-minute goals. So is it, Craig, then, that's why they're champions? I, well, I, I think it's a combination. You can, I can't come on here, even as a Rangers fan, and, you know... In line, say, oh, you, you know, that, that's not part. Of course, that's partly why they're champions because they're able to get results that, over the last couple of seasons that Rangers have struggled to get. But I also think there's also another part of it where I look at the teams that they're playing, and particularly the Hibs one disappoints me because Hibs, all right, I get it's at Celtic Park, but you know, Rangers come Easter Road, they're very, very aggressive. They're right in Rangers' faces. They're the way that I would expect a Hibs team in the form they're in just now to come out and play uh, against the other side of the for them and then they, they just sort of fell a bit flat I think against Celtic and I think when you're in a, a race like this and a season is important I do feel like you are as much as obviously I, I want Rangers to be beating Celtic um, and doing the job you do kind of need other teams to do you a favour at times and so but, far but, but, Rangers, any favor. but Rangers fell a bit flat today and Celtic outplayed Hibs did they not Hugh if yeah. you remember Hibs actually started the game Okay at Celtic Park Celtic outplayed them Frimpong set the tone You can't start blaming the opposition No Frimpong set the tone And uh, Josh Doig was removed at half time Because Frimpong Had absolutely destroyed him uh, Now I think what Craig is trying to infer here Is that There was plenty of physicality About his performance against Rangers And he bemoans the fact That it wasn't there against Celtic But I think Frimpong set the tone and Celtic dominated the match from start to finish and scored three goals. And it was, as Neil Lennon said, um, the best performance of the season. 
so you know and Craig talks about Hibs fell flat well Rangers fell flat today as well and Celtic fell flat today it happens and if Neil Lennon or Stephen Gerrard think their teams are getting it tight in the open line tonight imagine what it's going to be like in Manchester for yes. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer 37 minutes played at Old Trafford Manchester United 1 Tottenham Hotspur 4 yeah. There won't be such an angry phone in in Manchester since City signed us. Well. And United down to 10 men as well. Uh, Craig, specifically about today then, rather than big picture for a second, how concerned were you to see Borna Barisic limp off? It's, um, aye, it's, a, it's a big concern because I'm hoping, um, and I think most Rangers fans will be, that it's not um, a, a major injury, that it's it's more you know, precautionary and he's not going to be out for long because, you know, getting into the the Celtic game, you know, I like the boy, uh, Calvin Bassey, but you know he's nowhere near experienced enough to 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 think you can put him in that situation and and he can handle the pressure. And you've seen it, you know, particularly with Rangers over, you know, the last couple of years where you know they end up playing a, an inexperienced player and it doesn't work. Um, even once we go on to be good, uh, you know, like David Pates a few years ago was sent off. You know, you can't rely on players who are they're still sort of finding their way. So I hope Barisic is going to be fit enough to play because he's he's a key player for us to have. Um, you know, he took a lot of stick when he first came, but he's really, I think, stepped up since then. And mm-hmm. it's it's always a concern because we've had a lot of injuries already the start of the season. You know, we've had you know Ryan Jacks actually just came back, but I mean, he's in the Dundee United game for a period of time cost us four players. Um, you can't as big a squad as you've got, you really can't afford to keep dropping players because at the end of the day. As I say, it, it comes down to you know being able to get the results, and you can't do that if you're having to play, you know, maybe second-rate yeah. players in the squad instead of your your main men. What about the guy on the other side today, Gordon James Tavernier? I think we, we accept it wasn't vintage Rangers mm-hmm. performance, but that doesn't mean you can't find positives. James Tavernier getting the penalty, an eighth goal in eight games. So whether it's from the penalty spot or not, you can't really overlook his contribution at the moment. No, he's had a terrific start to the season. Um... I think the fact that he came in for a bit of criticism of the Rangers supporters of that, there's no doubt. But he's responded. He's um, he's playing very well. Takes the responsibility now of the penalty kicks. He went off it for a wee while. Uh, I think that done him the world of good. The fact that he, he had a break from the penalties. And it was cool today. Eight goals, whether it's penalties or not, it's still a good return. Um, it gets a header the other night there as well. He's leading as a captain, Gordon, um, and I think that he deserves a lot of plaudits, especially for the start of the season he's had. Absolutely. Listen, you, you can't do any more than he's doing at the minute. He's been rewarded, as we say, with Player of the Month awards, and he's probably the most improved player, I would say, in the league. You know, there was doubts among a lot of the supporters as to whether or not he was worthy of his place in the team. We spoke earlier on about just that little area between him and Goldson and whether that was you know, a, an area that Rangers were vulnerable in defensively. That's all closed off. And I think if you, you know, we'll ask Rangers supporters when they come on to the open line tonight, I think to a man, they were all of Tavernier about the first name in the team sheet at the minute. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, and it will all be about this uh, Celtic Rangers game now because I do think... This will tell us We're debating here Whether it's loss of form Whether it's falling flat Whether it's That's why you're champions Or Have the job done philosophy When Celtic play Rangers We'll get the true picture 
of what is going on at both clubs And it will be interesting to hear from Stephen Gerrard On that Borna Barisic thing It's early but what's the, you know, what's the initial feeling Is he out of the trip for Croatia How much of a concern is there over the Celtic game? Well if, if you're to I mean, We're only judging what we've seen with our own eyes This afternoon He looked in pain going off the pitch um, It was one of those challenges Gordon as you said Didn't look much in the challenge But he did look in a great deal of pain Which would worry you um, In the first instance you would think he would miss the international triple header as, as this time with Croatia. Uh, and if that helps him get ready for the old firm game, then Steven Gerrard will have no qualms about pulling him out of the Croatia squad. Yeah, I think I think they've got to assess him tomorrow, Gordon, see how he is. And you're know, Roger's right. If there's any problems at all, especially with the, the game coming up against Celtic in two weeks' time at Celtic Park, then it, there's no, no doubt that Steven Gerrard will be look, looking for him to stay in Glasgow and get the treatment they and, need. and it must be a worry when, you know the managers will wave farewell to their players who are heading away in international duty tonight does not knowing where they're going how they're going to train when they're going to play when they're going to get back what physical state they'll be in when they get back whether or not they'll be fit enough to play in that old firm game which Domestically As of course The blue ribbon fixture In the Premiership season So You know People think they just Put the tools away For a couple of weeks Put their feet up I'm afraid for Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard mm. Far from that In the next two weeks Thank you to Craig Let's hear from Neil Lennon And what he made of The game today Celtic kicked off The afternoon um, By beating St Johnson Two goals to nil In Perth It looked like It might be drop points But up popped Lee Griffiths His first game For seven months Headed Celtic in front And then Patrick Clamalla Scored soon after To make it 2-0 here is what the manager had to say Well I'm delighted to win the game And delighted You know we deserved the win But not happy with the first half Not pleased with it You know it was all fur coat And no underwear really And um, any sort of aggression in our play Second half was a lot better You know we had to wait Be patient You know I think the subs made We made the subs at the right time And they made a, a really good impact But you can see the influence that Brian has When he's not there And no amount of stats can dress that up you know, it's what he brings to the team. It's no coincidence he comes on and we get the two goals, you know. So um, I'm not saying it's all down to him, but, uh, you know, Griffiths made a brilliant contribution on Clamalla as well. But I was happy with Frank Long, you know, Duffy had another fine game. Seven months out for Lee and he comes back and proves his worth. Yeah, look, I know what I've got with him. You know, I was disappointed with the way he came back and then he picked up an injury. So we've been patient with him. He knows what I think of him as a player. And that's Lee Griffiths in a nutshell. But we, what we did do is Bojan started putting real quality into the box early. And, you know, we were too passive with that in the first half and not enough quality. He was unlucky with the one Ryan put in a great ball. He was unlucky. And then Hatem's put a great cross in and he's, he's buried the header. And that's what he does, you know. We don't take that for granted with him. You know, it's a great start to the season for him, really. Psychologically, it's a, a massive boost for us. If we'd have drawn the game 0 nil, it wouldn't have been a massive disaster either. So you don't think about those things, you just keep going and um, you keep trusting the players and the ones who really made the impact with the substitutions today. Now we'll just go back to what you said about Watson. Has he had his head turned? Has he kind of focused more on the transfer window and what could happen, might not happen? Look, I, I can't speculate on that, but I think it's apparent it's been affecting him. So I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but you know, he's a brilliant player and we're just not seeing the best of him at the minute. So you know, hopefully when the window shuts, he calm down and, and what did you make of today's action? Let's hear from Chris and Shettleson. Hi, Chris. Hi, panel. Gordon, Roger, Hugh. Hi, Chris. There's a, few, there's a few points I want to pick up on, mate. First mm-hmm. of all, Hugh's loving with Stephen Gerrard. Hugh, what has he won? There is no loving. You know, I have. What has he won? Uh, he's won nothing. 
just take the aggression. Exactly. Just take the aggression out of your voice. We're just trying to have a conversation. What has he won? That's what I'm saying to you. What has he won? I've given you the answer. Nothing. But I'm trying to address your point about the loving. I have been in a position where, since Neil Lennon became the Celtic manager, when the Celtic fans came on here and said he was a downgrade on Brendan Rodgers, I defended Neil Lennon to the hilt. Uh, and uh, I, on occasion, will praise Stephen Gerrard for an honest analysis or whatever. But there is no loving. What What are you on about? What I'm trying to say is, right, like, you're, you're, you're absolutely annihilating Celtic constantly. I mean, fair enough, we went out to Ferenc Varos, but... These things happen in Europe. See, a it's a Champions League game. Fair enough. How many chances do we have? 30. With a bad night at the office. And that bad night, bad at, night. And that bad night at the office has cost... It cost us 30 million, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it did. It, did, it cost us 30 million. But, you, I mean, look at yourself just now, right? We won today. It doesn't matter how much football you play as long as you win games. Yeah. But the form that Celtic are in right now for me is unconvincing and the manager changed half of the outfield. Half of the outfield. And won the game, won the game right? So, so I'm going to ask you another question. You bet Rangers to win. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted you bet Rangers to win. Uh, I, I knew that. I said that earlier on. Yeah. Do I tell you why? Because our bench is stronger than theirs. Well, and Steve, Stephen Gerrard knows it. Well, we'll see what happens on the 17th of October But one of my obligations here, Chris Is when asked for an opinion I give one And when asked for a prediction Who do you think will win? I give you an honest answer So you may not Well, you do like it Because every time I tip Rangers The Celtic fans love it So that's fine We'll all get on Gordon, I feel like it's it's a very similar theme. It's all about you know Hugh Hugh likes to focus on the performance levels at the moment. If you take Celtic's points total and compare it to the other points totals at this stage of the other seasons in the the ten in a row run or what would be the ten in a row run, um, this is as good as it gets as a start to the season. Yeah, exactly. We can get caught up in a lot of things, Gordon, about you know how teams play and the pace that they play and everything like that. It's it's First and foremost You keep your job as a manager By getting results Getting three points All the stats are there To back up A great start Whatever I I agree with you And uh, a lot of things And the fact that I just look at the Celtic squad And I look at Rangers today And you're expecting A little bit more Maybe we expect too much That's a compliment to both squads because if you look at the bench that Celtic can bring on, you look at Davis, for instance, over 100 odd caps coming on for Rangers and the quality that they've got, then sometimes against Ross County and St Johnston, you're expecting a little bit more. But the most important thing is the goals. But I will get back to one thing about Neil Lennon. I thought Neil Lennon, you talk about man of the day, I thought Neil Lennon was man of the day. He made massive calls today as a manager and showed his worth. Uh, Chris, what pleased you then? If you if you feel there's too much negativity or whatever, this is your chance to sing it from the rooftops. What pleased you most about today? To be fair, the tackling Kamala was a sending off straight away. Bang on sending off. And that's that's what that's to show, what... to show his worth. To show his worth, get up and what a finish. Lee Griffiths. I don't care what anybody says. Lee Griffiths is a natural striker who's going to score you loads of goals. 
I think if you've scored over a, if you've scored over a hundred goals for Celtic, it goes without saying you're a natural striker. Uh, I don't think the Kamala tackle was a red card. I thought he was brave uh, and strong, physically strong. He he took the he, he challenge. Will, you don't you don't think it was. I thought he'd have been in trouble if Clamalla didn't go and put the ball in the back of net. I was actually. But anyway, praise, praise to Clamalla. He had the physical strength to bounce up and finish extremely well. Yeah, Roger, that would be one of the obvious positives, would be that supporting cast, that up front area for Celtic. Odson Edward. Not doing it today, but come Alan Griffiths come on and win the game. And Brandon Parker comes on and, and seals the win for Rangers in the other game. So a day for the substitutes, a day for the substitutions. Neither starting eleven was really up to the level you would expect from the two teams. They needed to rely on the benches to see them through. Um, I tend to think if the two teams perform like that on a regular basis, they will trip up. Um, they were fortunate today not to trip up Craig Conway hitting the post for St Johnson at 0-0 Cole Donaldson missing a sitter at 1-0 to equalise um, There's only so long you can go on playing like that and getting wins Thank you Chris Let's bring in Sean who's a Celtic fan in Kilmarnock and see what he's got for us Hi Sean Hello Gordon um, Hello Hugh, Gordon and the Dazzler How are you? Hi Sean Hi um, Just... So, so happy um, with the three points today. To echo, said, you know, commentary, um, the pundits, uh, sorry, the panel, um, the callers, Celtic were very poor. Um, I think Hugh had mentioned, you know, during, during um, the Celtic game, he'd said that, I think it was just after, he'd mentioned that Celtic were a couple of minutes away from, or sorry, you know, you're a couple of minutes away from getting a different phone call. Um, but most importantly, um, it was the three points. And I think the reason I say that is because <clears throat> Celtic are not firing all cylinders, but they're winning games. And I, I think the last couple of seasons, any chance that Celtic have had to put Rangers under a wee bit of pressure, i.e. just match, match our result, I think Rangers have struggled. But uh, to contradict that, Rangers have done what Celtic have done today. They've no turned up. I didn't watch the Rangers game, of course, but... Um, They've done what they've had today as well, but I'll focus on what Celtic have done. They've not played well. We've won 2 0. Griffiths is back. Great strength for Kalmala. Great substitutions for Lennon. Fantastic. How much of it is born out of the previous success, Gordon? If you know that that's what you do, you win things mm-hmm. and you get there by scoring late goals and getting over the line when you're not at your best, how. How valuable is that to Celtic? It's a great habit to have, Gordon. If you're not playing well and you're a manager sitting there thinking, we're not at it today. But you've got to say that he's got the luxury of, uh, which not a lot of managers have, probably Stephen Gerrard's the only one in Scotland. you got luxury to turn around there and say, right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put five guys on here. Look at the quality that you're putting on. Jim Duffy said about Celtic know how to win games. Because the quality on the part, we were having a joke about it, and somebody says, "Do you think there's going to be a goal with four or five minutes to go?" And I says, "Yeah, I always believe that teams like Celtic and Rangers, with the quality they've got in the part, they'll create a chance out of nothing. And if they take that chance, Do you know, trouble. one of the most interesting things for me out of the entire day, we to a man started the day saying Scott Brown doesn't have to play every time, but mm-hmm. going by what Neil Lennon said." Today may have proved that Scott Brown is indispensable. Do you buy into that, Sean? Because you, 
you, you know, it's I not. Do. Yeah. I, I, I'm not kidding you when I say this. My my dad um, came in. Just they dropped they dropped my, my wee boy off. Just as uh, Celtic had scored about twenty seconds before that, um, and we were talking. Just you know, what I mean, uh, sorry, I can, I, I've lost my chair. I thought actually. I was just we talking were, about Scott Brown. Just saying, you know, Neil Lennon, kind of highlighting as if, well, look what happens. I bring him on, and and it, you know, you get the get the win. Is he that important? Did we learn that today, or is that just a coincidence? It's not, it's not a question so I apologise for that um, But for, for the last couple of weeks um, Fellow Celtic fans have been saying You know Pick and choose the games and, and I believe To a certain extent That's right Because he's getting on But today showed As soon as Scott Brown Came on today I think within about 30 seconds To a minute He played a pass That hadn't been played all day Straight through the defence um, He kind of lifted the tempo A wee bit and you, Scott Brown is not synonymous With lifting the tempo again He's synonymous with Driving people forward But I think today proves um, That Scott Brown Has got a major part to play In this team um, Hopefully for this season Alright thank you very much That was Sean In Kilmarnock Good to speak to you Sean Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon If you want to find out What the Rangers management Made of today's performance and result Well you can hear it next After they play you have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Cavens is here Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel alongside them and they're waiting for you to get in touch and let them know what you made of today's football Celtic got us up and running with a 2-0 win at McDermott Park it was the late show from Lee Griffiths and Patrick Clamalla and then it was over to Rangers again a similar outcome really not a dazzling performance but a 2-0 win in the end Thanks to goals from James Tavernier from the penalty spot and Brandon Barker uh, late on. Let's speak to Stephen Innerdrossen, who quite frankly has been hanging on for ages. So apologies first to Stephen. How are you? Hi, no bad, mate. How are you as well? How are you, panel doing all right? Oh, good. Can't complain at all, Stephen. What did you make of it today? Um, I mean, it was a bit flat, so it was uh, lack of penetration. But I think basically when you look at the overall uh, over the last couple of seasons, Rangers probably failed to pick up points in days like this, kind of struggled basically to find the, the breakthrough and it kind of, when you look at your command, not your Hamilton games and that for previous seasons. So uh, I take Hugh's point basically where the bar for the start of the season and obviously Celtic for last season as well, like the performance levels sets a high. So when the, both teams are basically struggling to go over the finishing line, uh, basically it's evident that. It's points in the group, we move on. But when I looked at one of the highlights, basically, say the, the clean sheet again, I think that's five clean sheets at home for the start of the season. And another two would break the record, kind of thing. So, as much as it being bad in one aspect, I think there's definitely been some performance basically taken to another level. And that aspect of it with the defensive mm-hmm. side of things. You, yeah. you get games like that, Stephen. Th- think back to the Ross County game last season when they were last at Ibrox. 1 0, a late goal by Jermaine Defoe, an awful lot of huffing and puffing. Then Rangers looked most, you know, th- there was more two Rangers this time out. They got the early penalty. Um, they, they did get away with one when Cole Donaldson headed over. Ross County did create chances. Ross Stewart was in the box as well. Reagan Charles Cook fired one across the six yard box. So it, it's not as if, Rangers, you know, Rangers had it all their own way But when they needed to put the game to bed They did put the game to bed So a bit like Celtic at lunchtime It's all you can ask They have both won Rangers still have the advantage in terms of points Celtic still have the game in hand And we roll on now to Celtic Park a week on Saturday If Celtic keep a clean sheet against Rangers uh, And beat Rangers 
um, then it's a significant step forward. Um, but if it's not like that, the supporters will reserve the right to see it all in a different light. So it will all depend on the performance given by both teams. Yeah, I mean, Stephen is it, maybe kind of reading between the lines, Gordon, talking about that kind of getting over the line. Fixtures that Rangers might Similar fixtures that Rangers might have struggled in In the mm. past Is that safe? I know we hear that I think that's correct We hear that in football a lot But that just maybe would have been the type of game last season That Rangers might have dropped points well, But they don't quite look like doing that at the well, moment Well I covered a lot of games for Rangers and Celtic And you had that time where you'd be sitting Gordon 60-70 minutes on the clock At Ibrox And you could hear the noise And you're thinking Rangers are going to Pass up an opportunity for three points here they have got that winning mentality just now. Um, they are like Celtic, where the squad that they've got is so strong that they can just put on players. Like, say, if you look at the substitutions today, Celtic, two come on and score. You look at Ranger, Barker comes on, scores. So it shows you that the strength and depth and squad is so important. Yeah, Stephen, what pleased you today then? What what other things jumped out at you in a positive light? Well, basically, after... Like, Thursday night It was obviously a great performance To get through as well uh, Gerard's obviously done Exceptional in Europe It's just basically Hopefully the consistency level Is obviously Keep up in the league Hopefully we don't go to Dubai in January That's another one well, There's no winter break this year So you're off the hook on that front <laughs> Oh there's no winter break I'll that time um, I think I'll speak for all of us In the studio Stephen When I say I hope we can get to Dubai in January <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, just like, I, I just hope basically going forward I mean, the 17th of October will take care of itself I hope they can keep Morales and that Morales stays Don't think we've just lost uh, no, He's saying that he hopes Morales yeah. stays And I totally agree I've said from day one If Rangers are going to go and win this league Which is a possibility I still, I've, I've still stick with my guns and not afraid to say it, I still think Celtic will win the league But if Rangers are going to go and win this league Then I've said for day one You have got to keep Morelis And you can have the argument about the players brought in Roof, Eaton, mm. players like that Defoe's there Morelis is the best striker Worth noting that Karim Benzema did score For Real oh, Madrid well, today oh. just, just one to keep an eye on uh, What Rain, did he play in, lad? Let's hear from <laughs> The Rangers camp after that win today. Thanks very much, Stephen. And Adrossan will hopefully speak to you soon, all right? Good Thank man. You. Yeah, he was still there. I thought he'd broken up. Thank you to Stephen. Um, it was actually Gary McAllister on post match media duties instead of the manager. Here's what he had to say Result, very good. You know, another clean sheet. Clean sheet here at Ibrox. Uh, but still unbeaten. Good record here at Ibrox. Uh, performance, you know, we can play better. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. I thought we were a wee bit bitty and didn't get any rhythm today in our play. And Ross County came in and made it difficult, got bodies behind the ball. You know, they had the glass shoot up front, you know, is a bit of a handful. So pleased with the result, performance-wise, I thought the second half was better. I thought after the messaging at halftime, we started the second half a bit better and created a few more openings in the second half. Listen, it was a, it was a big game, it was a big pressurised game on Thursday, but Moving forward, you know, we'll get more big games coming up and that is the demand of, of being here. We want to be in the Europa League, we want to do well in it. So that the facts are we've got to we've got to produce performances Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday for, for quite a big period when we come back as well after after the international break. Listen, there was that little period where he where he missed a couple and, and the, the penalties went away from him. But James's technique is superb, as second to none. He's, and then he's now regained that confidence to go and to go and 
put, the, put his laces through it. It's he's a wonderful technique and one of the best penalty kick takers I've seen. Very impressed. We've got a strong squad, you know, and it's nice that, that Murrell Jordan Jones has, has come on and, and was very effective. Brendan Barker today has come off the bench. Clearly, you know, moving forward, it's not going to be about living players. It's going to be about the 18, 19 that are stripping. Um, and we feel, you know, Keyman Cedric, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of the boys, you know, Joe Rebo getting closer to fitness. We've got, we've got strength and depth, so, but it's pleasing to see everybody, you know, producing. On top of that clip that you just heard, Gary McAllister describes Borna Barisic's injury as just a blow and he'll be fine. So well, that, that is good news If you look Listen Gary McAllister Seems happy enough Just like Neil Lennon Seemed happy enough Earlier when we heard him Gordon If we look at the big picture When we started the show Last Sunday lunchtime If you had said Rangers will score five At Fir Park Then they'll beat Galatasaray To get in the groups And then they'll beat Ross County Wow what a week If you'd said Celtic Will put three past Hibs They'll qualify For the Europa League groups And get AC Milan First at Parkhead And then they'll win At St Johnson Wow what are we? So that's the point then Are we getting too hung up On the fact that Craig Conway hit the post And Cole Donaldson Had a header over the bar Very possibly Let's bring in Fraser Who's in Clydebank Hi Fraser How are we doing? Oh well Fraser here How are you? Not bad I'm Good. just phoning up I phoned up a couple of uh, The other week there When we were playing in Europe Saying I was feeling confident And how I How I thought Scott Arfield Should be The impact player Coming on um, I'm just saying that's because we know Scotty Arfield to be listening to Clyde One on his way home for the game. Obviously. I publicly apologise to Scotty Arfield because he is the man. He is playing phenomenal now, and in these in these matches, he has been the key player passing the ball about very well. But I will say we still need a wee impact player to come on. I was listening to yourselves when the Rangers were playing, and one of the guys made that comment that they do need a wee substitution mm. come on and freshen it up. But Scotty Arfield. Deserves to be on that part He's playing phenomenal well, There's only one person to start Scott Arfield mm-hmm. The biggest cheerleader on the show Yeah Is you Gordon DL uh, Fraser a couple of weeks ago Was saying he thought He was better coming off the bench He's now holding his hands up Apologising Eating humble pie And having him down As one of Rangers main men Which I, th- I think You might agree with And I totally agree with Fraser um, He's quite right to come on And apologise uh, <laughs> Scott Scott Arfield If I was picking the Rangers team Would never bout my team I think he brings so much to the team He's moving off the ball as well If you were playing with a guy Scott Arfield You'd appreciate it more On the pitch If you watch his movement He can get goals uh, He's He's all round player for me I think he's a massive player for Rangers I really do I know that A lot of people were thinking Well He's impact Come off the bench He's not my cup of tea Everybody's got their opinion play. I just think that He is One of the main guys I really do I think Arfield this season I think Kent's went off a lot as much as he didn't play particularly well today. Tavernier's been a big player. I just think that three they now are really in top form. Yeah, and, and you wonder about Arfield at the start of the season because when Aribo was fit, it was Aribo, Kamara and Jack for, for all the games mm-hmm. and Arfield was stuck in the bench and he wasn't always even getting off the bench, Gordon. And you just wondered if you know things were beginning to if he's beginning to fade down the, the pecking order, but but far from it. He's come back in since Joe Arebo was injured, and as you say, in a couple of weeks' time, he will be mm. one of the first names in the team sheet because he's in a rich vein of form at the moment. It is a bit early to start on the the, the team lineup predictions for an old firm game, Fraser. But to contradict that, just because of the the praise you're giving him, is is this now the the type of game that Scott Arfield's nailed on for? Oh, definitely. One one thing I will say, and I don't know if you guys noticed it today or you've seen the game. Um, I've noticed that Morelos has been a wee bit lazy with his runs, and I've seen a few 
pulled strange faces when I feel certain passes or certain passes weren't coming off. I feel as if Morelos has just been a bit the past couple of weeks. I think he needs to up his energy. Well, Morelos, like Edward, is always linked with a move away. And when this window closes, if they're both still at Celtic and Rangers, uh, we'll see about their energy levels then. Um, but for a while, he did look, and it was said by Stephen Gerrard that the speculation was getting to him, as Neil Lennon has said today, it was getting to Odson Edward. So we need to get this window closed tomorrow night uh, and see if both are still there and what frame of mind they're in. It just shows you the importance, Gordon, of, of a team performance over individual stuff because Morelos is. He's got three goals in the league this season Five overall It's by no means a bad return But he's he's miles off the type of influence That he previously had for Rangers But everyone else is up to it And Rangers are in a better place And it doesn't it doesn't jump out at you as much You know, there's no there's no calls coming on here Saying Morelos must be dropped He's miles off it Because Rangers are still winning games Yeah, and he's not the main man uh, He's not the one that they have to go to all the time When they were struggling There's goals in the team now you know, Kent's got off to a great start. Uh, Hadji can get you goals. Arfield can get you goals. You know, Barker comes on today, gets you goals. Jordan Jones last week. So there's goals there. Tavernier's chipped in with eight. So there's goals there throughout the team. Whereas, not that long ago, Morelis was the main man. Uh, if Rangers weren't scoring, you're thinking, the only one that's got to score a goal here is Morelis. But how football changes so quickly. Rangers and Celtic, Morelis and Edward. Top guys in the club Everything was surrounding them All of a sudden Morelis isn't the top man anymore And Edward has been left on the bench And substituted So it just shows you what happens in football I always hope that our Scotland players get good results So that they can turn up on international break Feeling good about themselves And taking that into it Well Scott McTominay's been sent on at half time With Man United 4-1 down Five minutes into the second half They've conceded against Serge Aurier with the goal Man United 1 Tottenham 5 How many more Before this is Ole's last game in charge? Uh, I think That one Probably does it for him Uh, Really? Yeah I I think he's um, Position So early in the season? Yeah I think his position Will be untenable He should never have been The manager in the first place He never should be the manager They start the season late Lose at home to Crystal Palace Hugh has his own opinions On their victory at Brighton (laughs) Last weekend and with 51 minutes played and a man down, they are 5-1 down. And I think, just looking at the telly, I think Josie Mourinho might be quite enjoying this. Uh, William is in Craig End. He thinks that people are underestimating the opposition going up against Celtic and Rangers at the moment. We'll hear from him next. It's Clyde One. Super Scoreboards Open Line. 0141 951 1025. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Let's speak to William in Craig End Hi, how are you William? I am good guys, how are you doing? He's okay? Yep, all Hi, good William. What's your point tonight? It's just the point that you made there I think uh, it gets overlooked in, in the teams that Celtic and Rangers are playing I just think uh, there's good players in these teams And I really think it gets overlooked I mean, I think they've been underestimated And I don't think it's a good, a balanced a balanced look at the game when when we're talking about Celtic and Rangers uh, not performing. I think it's a lot to do with the, the opposition that they're playing. I think so when you look at uh, Sarajevo and Rega, uh, the, the two teams that Celtic played in Europe, I wouldn't say they're any better than Kamala, but Kamala got a point against Celtic, you know. So 
I just think to myself, it's just, it doesn't seem to be a balanced view uh, as far as I'm concerned when Celtic and Rangers rock up to places and it's all about uh, Celtic underperforming and not scoring enough goals and uh, not keeping clean sheets and all the rest of it. I just think there should be a mere balanced view. Mm-hmm. And you hear it to the callers as well, you know, when you look at, uh, you pick on uh, poor performances from Celtic, poor performances from Rangers. I mean, that's got, you've got to give credit to the opposition that they're playing, do you know? I, I just, well, I don't get it. You know, just don't get it. No, I like well, that. Let, let's do that, first of all. There, there is room to analyse a game, but let's give credit because it is deserved to well, St well, Johnson and Ross County. Uh, yeah, uh, and no one is denying them credit at all. No, we don't, maybe but, don't make enough of it, though, do we? But, um, well, it tends to be that the two high-profile clubs, Celtic and Rangers, are scrutinised and always have been hmm. in a far more forensic fashion than any others. Uh, but let's isolate today. Um, you know... A St Johnson team who have been. So is that you already given your credit? That was you giving credit that's to Ross it. County and St Johnson. That's that didn't last long. Yeah, that's it finished. I'm now going. To, <laughs> I'm now going. To, I'm, I'm now going to make my point uh, in answer to what William said. When you are able to bring on Tom Rogic, Lee Griffiths, Scott Brown, Ryan Christie, and Patrick Clamalla, then don't talk to me about giving the other team credit. Celtic have tried 15 outfield players today uh, You know, so They have that Strength and depth And, you know, now we're, now we're looking to give credit to St Johnston And they're really much better than we had Given them credit for being No well, You can do both at the same time It doesn't have to be one or the other well, You can acknowledge Celtic could be better Whilst also giving just one minute of your Sunday evening To, to, to respect we, the effort that St Johnson put into the game I, I yeah. think if you listen back to the programme Gordon, I was singing the praises of St Johnson The organisation, the work rate, everything So I think but, that we did give St Johnson credit And yes, we did have a go at Celtic for being below par But I think St Johnson got a fair uh, the Celtic supporters And one said it on the programme earlier today This is the most important season in history for them now, they've used 15 outfield players. Look at the strength and depth. You have to look at Celtic and what was going on with them. Yeah, plucky little St Johnston get in there and they're real plucky. 15 outfield players. And you're, you're into time added on before you've made absolutely sure. And you've dodged a bullet today. So, yeah, but as Gary McAllister said after the game, there are demands. And whether it's Celtic or Rangers, they just have to rise to those demands. Europe is... You know, if you don't want to play in Europe and domestic football, write UEFA a letter and say he'd rather not be considered. William? Gary, Gary McCarthy also said it's about 18 players. Gary McCarthy also said it's, it's a squad game. I mean, it, at, the end of, at the end of the day, Celtic have got, we've got the advantage of bringing on five subs, but that's not, that's not what I'm disputing. I'm disputing what St. Johnson did today. I look at, I look at that young right back, uh, McNamara. He's a great wee player. I look at I look at uh, I look at Witherspoon. Always been a good player. Well, I think no, you I, I think you I think you're looking for reasons to let your own team off the hook, and your modus, your modus operandi now is to say, Mike Namara, a good wee player. Is that it? Yeah. Well, so I'm trying to give it. I'm trying to give. Celtic have won the game. Celtic have won the game. It's the results that matter. Celtic have won the game. Rangers have won the game. 
St Johnson, well though they played at times, are bottom of the table tonight. Ross County, well though they played today, are heading back up that A9 to Dingwall without a goal and without a point. So, it is the status quo in the Premiership as it was at 12 o'clock and we're all on to the big one in 13 days' time. Yeah, I think maybe Williams trying to dig a bit deeper though and suggest that if Rangers and Celtic are not at it, is it always solely about what they're not doing? No, rather than about what the other team have touched, contributed. He touched on Kilmarnock taking the point when Kabamba scored the penalty. Kilmarnock got plenty of credit. When Livingston took points off Rangers, they got plenty of credit. When Hibbs took points off Rangers, they got plenty of credit. Um, we are not stingy in handing out credit to the opposition. But equally, it's our duty if Celtic and Rangers fall below the standards of performance that they've set this week. It's our duty to, to tell people this. Uh, William, what about the impact that the likes of Lee Griffiths and Patrick Clamalla made today? Oh, it was great. I mean, it's great to see Lee Griffiths back. I know he's had his problems, but it was great to just see him score that goal. You can see his delight in, in scoring the goal. And even Kamala, you know... <laughs> He's been hacked down at the edge of the box. He's managed to get himself up and he's dug that ball into the back of the net. You know, I just look at it and say to myself, that's your third and fourth strikers. And if your third and fourth strikers, if you touched on it about Celtic know how Celtic don't have a first eleven. Celtic have got a first eighteen. Do you know you've got to give credit, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Even when you bring on these players, that's that's why St Johnston have been so good today. We've had to bring on extra quality to win the game, and we did that because we've got that extra quality. It's not it's not a case of giving Celtic the credit for winning the game. It's a case of giving St Johnston some credit for taking us to that point. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not talking about you know I'm not talking about uh, what Rogers saying there uh, about players that Celtic and Rangers have got. You've got to give the rest of the the rest of the league a bit of credit for taking us to and that once, point. Once again, I would love to have been in your house with two minutes of regulation time to go to see if you were singing this magnanimous tune about plucky St Johnston. You've got to give them some credit. You, with two minutes to go, would have been down on your hands and knees praying for a goal, William. You're going to end up no. more houses in Santa tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Hugh, I disagree with you. I mean, like like uh, Gordon said earlier, I sit there and I know Celtic are going to get a chance. I know last five minutes Celtic get a, get a chance because of the quality that we've got on the park. So, and when I see when I see this five minutes or three minutes, I know Celtic will get a chance. So I, I don't, and even if you look at it at this early in the season, we've dropped two points. We've dropped two points. Out of what is it? Nine games. Uh-huh. I mean, if we go, if we go, if we go along, if we, if we have another nine games and we only drop two points, that's a tremendous start for Celtic. Yeah, I don't think anyone could argue with the points total at the moment. That's for sure. Um, what about Lee Griffiths then, Gordon? Just the, the storylines just keep coming with him, whether it's good or bad, or somewhere in between. He always, always seems to contribute something. Yeah, when he's, he's involved, he certainly does. And um, the one thing you can say, let's just forget. Off the pitch Going on the pitch The one thing the boy's got He's got an actual talent To put the ball in the back of it That's a gift Gordon um, It's very hard to coach It's just natural for him If you watch his movement If if, if St Johnson sit down tomorrow or, or Tuesday And watch that goal 
His movement's terrific. His timing's terrific. The ball's there for him, and he's got to say he's header. So I think that um, uh, the the caller was called William. William was saying there about third and fourth strikers. Me personally, with all the strikers of Celtic have got everybody fit, everybody banging for him. I think Edward and Griffiths is the best two strikers. You've been a bit harsh on a Yeti, not to say that you're wrong, but just on the on the basis of what what more could he have done so far? No, but he's got five league goals already yeah, and barely I, played. But I can only pick two, so I'm I'm picking my two. You might pick a different. Two. No, it's not about what I'm picking. I'm right. just saying what what has a Yeti d- done wrong to not make it in your top two? He's not two? done anything. I, I, the reason I, I don't think he's my top two is because the top two that I've got I think is better. If um. And the record stacks up. Edward's the number one striker. And okay, he's off form now, and where it's transfer deadline, waiting for that to get finished, and then he can start concentrating. Fine, but we all know he's number one. I just think a guy that scores over a hundred goals for Celtic as well, his movement, international stuff. I just think, and I'm a fan of Yeti. I think he's a great box player. But if you can only say that first two, I would probably go for Griffiths. Roger might go different. And Roger were set up for an interesting day or so because the transfer window closes tomorrow. So this time uh, on Tuesday, for instance, when we speak to Ewan Gordon DL again, th- that'll be it for now. That'll be the squad and that'll be the one that will carry the teams forward. Yep, Hugh Keevens and Alec Ray are looking out their yellow ties for tomorrow <laughs> night's show. Will there be incoming movement? I think Celtic and Rangers both trying to do something before the window closes. And surely, surely, they couldn't count on selling either Morelos or Edward on deadline day. Certainly, Not in this season of all seasons. We'll certainly look forward to it, Hugh. That um, mixed with a big week for Scotland and reflecting on what happened in the two games today, it's all going on as always. Lee Griffith will dominate the headlines to emerge from the shadows seven months after you last played and to snatch victory for Celtic, along with Patrick Clamalla's goal, the most dramatic moments of the day. Uh, Rangers did not play well But got there in the end Which is becoming a recurring theme uh, For certain clubs Uh, And now For the next 13 days It's all about who will play And what will happen when Celtic play Rangers Good luck to the pair of them And good luck to Stevie Clark on Thursday It's been quite a day Celtic kicked us off with a 2-0 win at St Johnston They left it late Lee Griffiths and Patrick Clamalla Moving Celtic top Rangers reclaimed top spot though With a 2-0 home win against Ross County A penalty from Tavernier And a late goal from Brandon Barker So at the top it remains Rangers played 10 on 26 points Celtic tucked in behind uh, on 25 points But they have that game in hand It's fairly tight um, all the way down St Johnston propping up the table On 7 points But Aki's and St Mirren On the same total there as well What a week we are in for Transfer window closing Big game for Scotland It is all happening And we'll be back at 6 o'clock tomorrow <laughs>